0: Demonic dream master Freddy Krueger has been forgotten by the town of Springwood thanks to a massive cover-up. To escape from hell, he needs to be remembered, but he's not strong enough to cause any damage. To wreak havoc in his name, Freddy unleashes Crystal Lake's own Jason Voorhees on the unsuspecting teenagers of Springwood. It works at first, but Jason won't stop. Pretty soon, the two slashers are at odds with one another. In the 2003 horror crossover, Freddy vs. Jason. I'm Connor Izagari.
1: I'm um, Caleb Uche.
0: And this is the last filmgasm. Happy Wednesday, everyone. And welcome to the final episode of this incarnation of the Filmgasm podcast. Never thought I'd say that, but you know, here we are. If you listened to last weekend's Oscar Sunday on The China Syndrome, then you won't be surprised to learn that this is the last filmgasm, or rather the last of this version of filmgasm. In a decision that surprised even us, uh, we're ending all four of our current shows, Oscar Sunday, Beyond the Bad, Fake True Stories, and Filmgasm. Going forward, we'll be producing one singular show made from the best parts of everything we've done over the past four years. Fitting that we're ending this on a four-year anniversary episode, and I cannot wait to produce the many, many ideas we've got for the new show, which we're simply calling the Filmgasm podcast. So we're not going away. We're just changing into something better. And I think it's going to be good for everybody.
1: Yeah, Uh take, you know, we're going to do this, take a little bit of a breather. So I think if, if I'm correct, there'll be a few weeks of uh, no content. Um, yeah, couple so of not going, yeah, not going away, just taking a breather, recouping, and then come back with something better um instead of you know instead of trying to stretch stuff over multiple episodes a week one really solid episode that can be anything we want it to be where it's spotlighting a film like we have been or having just a little more loosey fun so it should be a lot of fun um and a a way to keep us more recharged instead of feeling um like we you know the occasional episode where we feel like oh we got to do this as opposed to being excited to do it um you know, because at the end of the day, we, we have day jobs. So, it's <laughs> you know, so this is a good way to keep keep us um, invested and having a good time and doing having fun with this as it should be.
0: You know, if you equate this to like a hobby, a like, uh, you know, model trains, we've basically been trying to build our own full size train station with no funding. <laughs> so scale it back. Go back to what made this fun and just keep doing, you know, keep having fun. That's what it's all about.
1: For anyone who plays those games like Elden Ring and Dark Souls and Demon Souls, we're basically like the main character at the beginning of the game, getting our ass handed to us by the the big scary boss. We've done some cool shit. We've done some really fun episodes. We've also done
0: some subpar, you know, could have been better. We, well, we weren't that invested episodes. And going forward, we're going to pretty much nip that and focus only on talking about stuff we want to talk about with people who want to talk about it at a time that actually works for everybody. So it's going to be a blast. I, this is going to be the best phase of this whole damn thing. And, uh, you know, but first we got to say goodbye to this phase with Freddy versus Jason.
1: Yeah. And in no way has Connor taking the phases from the MCU in no way, shape or form.
0: No, nah, this <laughs> phases existed before Marvel you I don't can know say what... something's a phase without talking about superhero movies.
1: I have no idea what you're talking about. It's it's only been a phase since Marvel's existence.
0: Phase one was the early, early, early stuff I was doing uh, before I met Austin. Phase two has been the last four years. Phase three is a couple weeks and whatever happens after that. So... <laughs> You know that
1: means? If we go by Marvel standards, by the time we, we whatever we do for phase four will be the most mediocre stuff we've ever done. <laughs> Shots fired. In phase four, I'm gonna disappear
0: and some new guys gonna pop in for a while and the content's gonna be watchable but weird and something's gonna be off and there's gonna be way too fucking much of it. And then I'll I'll come back for phase five, but everyone will already be soured and no one will care.
1: Shots fired at Ant-Man, the Wasps, Cartomania, humongous drop-off after its first weekend. It lost to a
0: bear on cocaine ripping apart idiots in the woods.
1: You know what? Look, as an MCU fan, I'm not even mad about that. I am happy. Because look, if you haven't seen go- Cocaine Bear, go watch Cocaine Bear. It's... I like I liked them both.
0: Uh, I like Ant-Man and I like Cocaine Bear. Like, I'm just happy to see a movie that I like getting box office numbers.
1: I'm happy to yeah, I'm happy to see a an an outrageously original crazy concept movie like Cocaine Bear do as well as it does. Like, I, hope Banks,
0: to... I hope Elizabeth Banks makes good on her promise for Cocaine Shark.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Fucking wild wild. But uh yeah, it's, it's good when original content makes a splash, especially when it's beating franchise temples. <laughs>
1: yeah it gives me hope that hey there's still hope that we can get original content and you know let's keep that going i'm just saying in march let's keep it going guys yes i know we got john wick chapter 4 coming out which looks awesome scream 6 which looks great creed 3 which looks great but then there's that little movie card 65 produced by sam raimi adam driver starring dinosaurs future should be what Jurassic war dominion was supposed to fucking be Let's, get this, let's make this stuff successful, guys. Also, go see Inside, which looks very chilling
0: and exciting. Willem Dafoe, an art thief, gets trapped in a penthouse and has to figure his way out of there before he basically runs out of oxygen. Ooh. Yeah, looks great. Check out the trailer for that. It looks weird. Okay,
1: I will have to check the trailer for that one.
0: Basically, you know, they had me at Dafoe. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, he's always a good bet.
0: Going forward, I'm looking forward to just kind of spontaneous podcast conversation on whatever the fuck. It's going to be very little scripted. I'm just going to, we're just going to riff. Our best shit is when we're just riffing. It's going to be great. So, do you remember the first time you saw Freddy versus Jason?
1: Yeah, when I finally picked up the Blu-ray. Uh, this is one of those films I was very kind of late on. It you know, being the oldest and being raised in a religious household, <clears throat> I had to really kind of sneak some stuff. Um this one of those I remember when it came out, all the kids in school were talking like the ones who were cool enough to watch it with their older siblings when the parents went to bed. Um and this was back when you know blockbuster and stuff still existed. So you know, in a small town, for those uh case you didn't know, the small town equivalent was always some horribly named video renter store. Um, I think ours was literally called movie shack in Blanco. Um and when you know it hit there and people, you know, kids would rent it. And you would hear, I heard about it in the schoolyard all the time. Oh man, Freddy versus Jason, you won't believe the stuff they did. Oh, the rave scene. You know, like, it, it was like the most talked about goddamn movie. Um, cause it was Freddy versus Jason, you know? Um, and I didn't, I didn't ever have a hard chance to watch it. It took me years. But then one day when I was, you know, building up my Nightmare collection and my, you know, Friday 13 collection, back when I was getting like the DVDs, those fucking old ass DVD sets, I don't have them anymore. Um, I was like, well, I need to get Freddy vs. Jason and the Blu-ray was out at the time it was like 10 bucks, I convinced my parents to let me get it I was like, yes I popped it in and I fell in love, I wore that Blu-ray out I still have it, even though I got like two other goddamn copies of this movie um, but I wore it out, I it was like when I got Halloween on Blu-ray and I just wore the shit out of it, the original, not Rob Zombies, you know, hey, you know what, I don't mind Rob Zombies take, um <laughs> I know, hot take. Um, but uh, I, I, I loved every second of it. I was like, this movie is awesome, and like to me, it's one of those kind of like how I felt like you know, it's actually kind of nice. We talked about Cocaine Bear at first. It's a movie that had this title of like, okay, the two icons duking it out. Let's go. And I thought it lived up to it. I thought, compared to a certain movie called Halloween Ends. Um, it actually lived up to the much like hyped and the much advertised fight, you know, with these two going at it. Um, and you know, it's sad that like obviously rights issues with other horror characters kind of stopped any sequels from happening. Um, but what we got, I thought, was a lot of fun. I I love it to this day. Like I said, I got three copies because I more because I just buy upgraded Friday Thirteenth sets and they keep coming with it, so I just keep ending up owning another copy of it. <laughs> that's funny
0: i i love that you just keep having this movie i can see like two copies of it behind you right now
1: yeah you got the there's my signed copy up top and the 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 friday 13th set i got signed when paramount got their new line paramount worked together to bring out that set um, which I remember when I got that signing convention, they were even like, How did you get this? Like they forgot about it. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I picked it up when it came out. Like I was a broke ass college, and I was determined to get it. Um and then you know, and I got it now with the Screen Factory uh Fire 13 set that came out, and I got it with that now. So and that's I that actually I have seen each copy. <laughs> so I've seen my individual copy. I've watched the other one and when I did this episode to do it, I actually watched the Screen Factory one. <laughs> so I've, I've watched all my copies.
0: That's good. Yeah. I, I gotta start doing that. Um, when Freddie versus Jason came out, I was eight. <laughs> and I had not seen any like legit horror movies all the way through. I was terrified of horror movies when I was a kid. I didn't want to get scared. I was terrified of the idea that I could get scared. Um, uh, I think my ninth or tenth birthday, uh this kid gave me a copy of Jason X on DVD, and I was like, "Who's Jason?" And he was like, he explained to me what Friday the Thirteenth was, and I'm like, "Oh, okay." I'm thinking like, "Oh, I'm not gonna watch this. <laughs> this, is, this is too much. It's too much for me." And uh, but I curiosity, you know, one one out, and I put it on, and as soon as Jason dunked that girl's head In liquid nitrogen and shattered it On the counter I was like This is new (laughs) Whoa And (laughs) I watched Jason X Uh, Soon after that I was at a birthday party For this kid uh, Alex who Was kind of a you know One of those like skater asshole Kids Mm. And I was invited probably because his mom told him To invite the whole class and it was like a sleepover. And uh, they rented Freddy versus Jason on pay-per-view. <laughs> and that movie started. And I remember, like, I didn't know who the hell Freddy was. But I remember Jason. <laughs> and I thought, oh, neat. And we started watching it. And that was the first time I ever saw uh, boobs in a movie. So right there, I'm like, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. Because I don't think I kept... Wa- oh, yeah, with well, Jason. I remember, yeah, my mom told me to turn it off jason x because it got too violent oh i remember it that like after, the, after the, the the jason x after the head smash i think i think my mom was watching it with me to screen it and she was like nope 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 nope
1: too much we called <laughs> too that was too much. not 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 like the boobs are in that movie that hadn't happened yet <laughs> or if it did
0: she like clamped her, her hand over my eyes but Freddy versus Jason just open shirt like holy shit i can you know and we were just like wow and then the movie happened and i got into it i was like this is cool fred dreams he can kill you in your dreams whoa what oh this is neat and then they turned it off cuz they wanted to watch they wanted to play grand theft auto san andreas and i was the only one being like well, i want to
1: but i want to keep watching the movie i will say look while well, i love the grand theft auto series and san andreas is a great game I would have done. I would have at least finished the movie and then played it. Like,
0: well, see, playing San Andreas meant we all watched Birthday Boy play San Andreas.
1: Yeah, that sounds awful.
0: Yeah, that wasn't very fun. And I was, you know, halfway through. It was right about the time the uh, Mark got killed. That was when we just they stopped, and I was like, "But what?" I didn't even get to see Freddy fight Jason. And it took years for me to get that movie again
1: and finally watch the rest of it. Jesus, that would make me and so I've been look, I've been, you know, obviously, we were our kids, went to friends' houses. We, if we ever put a movie on, we finished the movie and then played the game or played the game and then stopped it to watch the movie. Yeah, one after another. You don't just interrupt shit to go do something else
0: as a group because birthday boy is now like the cult leader, and what he says goes. it's ah, I'm That's still fun. bitter about that shit. That was like fifth grade, and I'm still like, damn it, Alex.
1: <laughs> yeah it just means i'm not hanging out with that kid ever again that's why i'm like no well fuck you dude Ah, <laughs> oh, well i know d- eventually i watched freddie versus i think i i, I told
0: this last film or beyond the bad i think is when i talked about it um i bought the blu-ray because i came into like ten dollar amazon gift card or something and i bought freddie versus jason and i watched it and i'm like i like this movie
1: everyone else hates this movie but i like this movie I I like it. And like, look, we don't exactly get a lot of versus films. And let's be honest, yes, most of them suck. Like AVP, not that great. Um, I don't think it's bad as bad as anyone makes it to be. I don't think it's that great either. Um, but the best, Batman, one to
0: date. the best one to date is still Kramer versus Kramer. Fight me on that.
1: I was gonna say Batman v Superman. Shut the fuck up, Snyder fanboys. It sucked. <laughs> it's not good.
0: But you know, bitter divorce. Makes a man realize he has to step up and be a dad.
1: It's a great. It's a great movie. Yeah, keep going back to Kramer versus Kramer. That's yeah. It's a it's a
0: wonderful movie and a and great <laughs> human story and the beginning of a very loose cinematic
1: universe. And the best versus movie, in my opinion, is Freddy versus Jason. Uh look, like, I, look, I would have been mad if we didn't get like the verses. But like, what, what more do people want? We got. Well, we'll. I'm sure we'll go more into the whole debacle with um, Jason, the actor. Um, but we got two icons of cinema finally on the big screen after being promised this movie for over a fucking decade, over a decade, way longer than that. (laughs) Well, I'm counting when the glove popped up and you know Jason goes to hell. But yes, yes, we. Well, it was in the '80s they were talking about this already. Um, late '80s, I believe, is when they started talking about it. Um. So we were we took forever to get this, and it gave us simply what I wanted: a it, the two characters duking it out in a flimsy. And look, it's the same thing. you kind of felt like when people kind of, like, try, try to come after like the Friday Thirteenth remake, they're like, All right, so "He just doesn't have to spare the originals." How? It's a bunch of horny ass campers out in the woods, and Jason fucking them up. Yes, the most you can give it is that he has a whole underground lair, But let's be honest, it kind of makes sense. Like. It it's a really genius way to be like that's how he gets everywhere okay makes sense to me um same thing with this like guys like it's a fucking it's two cinematic horror icons on screen together saying that we live in a world apparently where crystal lake and fucking elm street are like that goddamn close to each other they've never interacted before anyway And they found a way to make it work to get these two together and still do what people want to see them do in a movie, which is hack up teenagers for a little bit, and then say, okay, here we go. And I'd I'd argue of all the Versus films I've watched, this one's the most satisfying. Batman v Superman, that fight sucked. Almost three hours and I got five goddamn minutes. Um... AVP, not exactly the biggest climactic fight I was hoping for with those two, because it kept trying to worry about the human characters the most. Um, oh, I'm sure there's some more I'm forgetting, but this point is like, this one actually, oh yeah, Halloween ends that you fucking advertise the biggest fucking showdown. I got the most pitiful five minutes of my life I had to sit through that goddamn, pathetic excuse for a showdown. This movie gave me a goddamn showdown. It gave it to me.
0: The whole second half of Kramer versus Kramer is—I
1: hate you—the you. the,
0: the trial, the court case to try to win custody. That, Stop! That lives up.
1: Stop bringing up Kramer versus Kramer. Oh, right. best
0: picture winner, nineteen
1: seventy-nine. You don't have Oscars on anyone. So let's just—we
0: talked about that one early on. It was a great episode.
1: We both cried. It's awesome. I um, we both cried on the episode. I'm not—I'm not shitting on Kramer versus Kramer. Just, dear God, man. <laughs>
0: It's the, it's the you know you could sell that as a trilogy Kramer versus Kramer, Freddy versus Jason, Alien versus Predator. <laughs> you confuse a lot of people, but you could you could you could box set that. No. <laughs> uh yeah. Anyway, there's just not a lot of versus films out there, so you know you got to take what you can get, and one of them happens to be a very poignant family drama. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you remember that Family Guy sketch, Kramer versus Predator? Oh yeah, yeah. Dustin Hoffman just gets shot with a shoulder blast. It was great.
1: There's Moving God. on. Let's
0: go. My question for you for this final iteration of this podcast is for very: God,
1: if, if this is about crime versus crime, I want to kill you.
0: Do you think Dustin Hoffman deserved that Oscar? Do you really? No, no, no. no. My, qu- <laughs> uh, my question is is very simple: Freddie or Jason?
1: Jason explain it's Jason. <laughs> no, no, I won't explain. <laughs> I will not. His name is enough. No, I've always been on team Jason. Always like, yeah, Freddie has a dream world, but Jason is like a fucking unstoppable killing machine compared to Freddy. Like nothing, almost nothing. <laughs> Excuse me. Almost nothing brings this guy down. he, He has come back consistently. He will use anything in his power to kill. Whereas, you know, Freddy's biggest reason is like, once you bring him to the dream world, he's weak. He is weak. Now, yes, this movie does bring up the part of Jason being scared of water, but I would counter that it's the only movie that does that because there's like 10 other films that show he is not scared of water one bit. So, yeah, Jason all the fucking way. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh,
0: in terms of character and you know design, yeah, it's it's Jason. But in terms of like performance and story, it's Freddy. I think Freddy has a cooler story. I love the idea of you know just a, a remorseless pedophile. Oh, gets...
1: we were, ta- were we talking about. I thought we were talking about who would win this fight.
0: No, we're talking like who's a who, which character do you like more? Oh, is, I, I still was... stand by with Jason. Yeah, no, I I figured. that's why I wasn't going to interrupt because I'm like, well, I know you love Jason more. I figured that you were just talking
1: about that. No, I was talking about the fight.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's Jason. He's like, you know, six foot five and, you know, indestructible. Yeah, he's going to win. <laughs> that's not even a no. Okay. Even when they're fighting, I'm like, Jason's going to fuck this this guy up.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, then, you know, explain Nightmare and then I'll properly explain why I picked Jason. Okay. <laughs> it's the film series. The character
0: of Freddy Krueger I think is you know he's fascinating just a remorseless pedophile who is executed by the parents of the kids he killed and then comes back for revenge in those in their children's dreams. That is a really cool idea and the power of Freddy to you know warp reality to his image and constantly fuck with people it's it's awesome and Robert Englund just brings this you know this sarcastic snark to the character that is so great. And I think he's got more
1: good movies. I, I I don't stand with you on that statement, but <laughs> I'm not, I'm not that big a fan of the Friday, the 13th
0: franchise. I've been very honest about that.
1: Yeah, it, it's fine. You're wrong. It's fine. Uh-huh.
0: I like when he goes to space. I like when he fights Freddie and I like when he came back as a zombie. The rest
1: of it is you can kind of shelve. Nope. It's all great. I'm like, you. you're just clearly wrong. And I'm good. Now, how dare you? How dare you? Yeah, that's right. Drink your water. Now, no, I'll give you like the 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 ideal and the concept of Freddy. I like a lot the idea of like yes, yeah, so this guy is coming back and he fucks you open in his streams. I would argue for me, and this is why I say like I do think I do generally think Friday has better movies than Nightmare because Nightmare one's great, two's pretty good. Three is good and then it declined real quick after that. Like four, five, and six. We got three shitty ones, and then we
0: got New Nightmare.
1: So yeah, then you also have a shitty remake. And that it counts. It counts. So
0: does Friday the thirteenth?
1: No, Friday the 13th remake, I will die on that hill. That's a good remake. Now it's a good goddamn remake. Um but yeah, you guys got the shitty nightmare remake to deal with. Um but I, to me, the thing that the reason I kind of like didn't care for some of the later sequels to Nightmare is because they made. I'm one of those. I'm like, I did not like how fine they made Freddy. Like Rod England, I won't. I'll give credit. He gives it his all. Like that, he is a reason Freddy works. Um, I just thought the 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 camp factor went way too high in those later sequels. Whereas with like New Nightmare, you know, the third one, the first one, the second one, even Freddy vs Jason, when you have. Him striking that balance between scary but also that, that humor, it works really well. Like, he is good at doing both.
0: At least, Freddy, at least those movies are something different every time. At least they try to be different. Friday the 13th is the same thing every single time. This is and then like okay, no but, he,
1: but again, hear me out. Listen, it's also the absolute backbone to the slasher franchise, not Halloween, Friday the 13th. Halloween opened the door. Friday 13th bust that shit open because remember Friday 13 was coming out every fucking year. Halloween was having to play catch up to it. Because Halloween 2 came out in 81, which did good. And then they did the little diversion of three. And then we didn't get in our Halloween film until 1988 with Halloween four. So it had a huge break where Freddie or Jason was back being the backbone. And yes. They were doing the same thing roughly. They didn't really do any variations until like probably part six onward, but so they were trying, to like, okay, we got to like vary this up. But the thing is, though, those films, especially to me after the first one, because even I can agree with people that think like the first one's not as good as like some of the later sequels. I'm of that. I'm like, this is one of the few cases where I think the sequels outshine the original when it comes to Friday, Friday the 13th, because they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were. They said, hey, look. People want to see these fucking teenagers get hacked up, so let's do it. And that's what they delivered time and time again, was teenagers getting hacked up in extremely creative ways for the 80s. Yes, the NPA kind of came in and fucked some of those kills up, but they were doing it. Yeah, but did we, Did they have to? Like, Did we need yes. that many Friday the 13th movies? Like, Yes, because it was fun. It was a fun thing to go see. It was kind of like how we got Saw every year. You could, like, there, it, oh, there's always a horror franchise that this happens where we get something every year. Friday 13th was that in the 80s where it was people's like our soul when we were growing up that we got every single year. Like, it was a chance for you to be like, oh shit, okay, we got a new Friday 13th. We know what we're fucking seeing, chasing fucking people up.
0: All right, fair enough. I got, I don't know. I I think I'm more partial to, to Freddy just for the story. And, <laughs> new nightmare especially is so fucking innovative that
1: i'm not i'm not i'm not saying nightmare doesn't have a better story it absolutely but i mean that's because of russ craven and then you get frank darabont with a third one like i'm not saying that and then look trust me we we know all we have our feelings are known about sean is cutting him
0: but weirdly just to preview he's going to be kind of the good guy in today's tale
1: which is unique very yeah very strange <laughs> um but again, like I'm one of those that like a movie. When a movie embraces what it is, I'm like again. You know, we talked about Cocaine, but recently embraced what it was and I had a good time. That's what Friday Thirteen did mostly after Part One, with a lot of its sequels. It just embraced what it was. It said, "Look, we know what you're here for. You're here to see teenagers get naked, do drugs, drink, and then Jason come in and fuck them up. That's what you're here for. That's what we're giving you. Enjoy." Okay. Agree to disagree. It's like the Saw series was like, hey, you want traps? You got traps. And more convoluted story than we can fucking explain.
0: I'd argue that the continuity for Saw is way tighter than it has any business being.
1: I I'm would, really impressed with that. The only reason I would, the only way I would kind of argue that is the, the more recent stuff like Jigsaw and Spiral that starts pulling the secret, secret apprentice and. And I guess Spiral's just not being mentioned in the upcoming Saw movie at all. Like,
0: well, okay, it was when it was a when it was a yearly run, effort
1: that one yeah. through seven are the, the initial run. Yes, I'd argue actually that one, and actually found us Nation because of how they how they wrote it had really good continuity too, because they were like, all we gotta do is new teenage cast with death killing them sweet like they their continuity was fine
0: well regardless you know they're both cinematic icons that made money that became cultural you know significant cultural figures and led to this spinoff that you know was one of those instances of where you're not going to be able to please everybody so
1: you know do what you can yeah i mean as we've seen with the Switch with their and stuff nowadays. People just like to complain, you know. Like you know, the big hot topic for the longest time was obviously you know the whole Hogwarts legacy controversy and people complaining about that. You know, I'm not going get you know, not getting into it in too detailed here, but people just like to complain, right, and and bitch about something. Um, so it's it it it's it's you know it's a tell us old as time. Like I'm sure there's plenty of fans. that went, oh my god, we're finally getting this movie. Holy shit let's go like let's have a good time and they did i'm sure there's plenty there's just many people that just want to sit there and be nitpicky and like oh, there was not enough jason there was enough freddy oh why do we get all these teenage characters i i just want nine minutes of fighting no you fucking don't um you know what i mean like there's it, it just happens it, it happens every time There's a, contrarians galore when they go see movies i think you know this movie continued the
0: age-old slasher trope of you know 30 year old teenagers fighting monsters. And that's, that's delightful. Especially that line where Will's like, you know, we
1: can't trust any of the adults. Like, dude, you're 35. Dude, it, I remember (laughs) when I was like a kid and I thought that's what teenagers look like. And then I I was like, and now that I'm 30, I'm like, these aren't teenagers. These these are clearly adults. How did I ever think these people were teenagers as a kid? It's really amazing. Like, yeah, now I can't watch these movies without thinking, like, you
0: couldn't find any. 16 to 19 year old good actors to do this. You went
1: straight for the millennials. <laughs> yeah. And what's crazy is I watch other movies where they do have teenagers like Katherine Newton recently in Ant-Man the Wasp and then Freaky. Um I could believe she was a teenager because she's only like 23, 24, 25, somewhere around there. So I'm like, oh yeah, I can believe that. Yeah, we'll get more into that
0: when we talk about the film. But uh, let's talk about how this thing came about, because it is quite a doozy. The, pro- the road to production for Freddy vs. Jason was lined with potholes and road-condemned signs. <laughs> like This was not supposed to ever actually
1: happen. And it, it was literally start and stop traffic for hours. It was like a series
0: of cosmic accidents finally led this thing to fruition. And then nothing came about, which is amazing. Yeah,
1: Uh But here Box we office go. Hit too. Hmm? Box office hit too For both exactly. franchises
0: Huge success and then it was over Both <laughs> franchises Stopped <laughs> until 2009 with Friday 20, 2009 and then Elm Street 2010 and, and that's also Been it for both of those franchises
1: Yeah with the only hope somehow Now being Friday 13th now it's gone out Of a lot of its legal entanglements It has hope but we are still almost nothing on Nightmare On Elm Street.
0: Yeah. Jason has escaped from development hell and he's on his way home. It is gonna take a <laughs> while for him to get there, but he's out.
1: He's out. God ideally for a day that like I get to be in a theater and see a trailer for a fucking Friday 13th movie.
0: I'm picturing like like Shawshank like Jason sends Freddie a postcard that says like you know I've if you came this far you might be willing to come a little further. I hope to see my friend again one day. Like that's what it feels like. Freddy's the only one still there. Like when do I get mine?
1: Right. (laughs) I would love if they do like a teaser where it's like the 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 famous Texas Chainsaw Massacre three trailer that was just like the black screen and noises and the chainsaw. They need to do something like that with like Friday. Like just a bunch of noises and machete slashing through the screen, going he's back.
0: something you know everyone's gotten there you know Michael Myers got his new trilogy Chucky's got a TV show Leatherface had his Netflix reboot or requel whatever you want to call it even Pinhead, Pinhead no, got his, he got a remake Uh Ghostface is going stronger than ever and Freddy's just sitting there all by himself in solitary like he doesn't get to play in the in the playground anymore like come on man we got to shave his head get him back on the monkey bars <laughs> burn that face up again oh boy I'm sure it'll happen you know it's not this this is a you know powerful beloved franchise it's not going to be in the dark forever
1: no eventually we'll get something
0: so plans for a Freddy versus Jason movie had been in motion since the late 80s the idea of competing studios working together for a single goal is fairly unheard of but in 1987 New Line which owned Freddy and Paramount which owned Jason attempted to negotiate a crossover movie. And you do not see that anymore. Like, it's either one or the other. I mean, a little bit, you know, with Disney and Sony. But even then, it was more of a, you know, a rental agreement.
1: Yeah. I mean, you kind of saw it recently, actually, with the Halloween movies um, that came out from Blumhouse. And, um, you know, the the Akkad's, I was about to say Mustafa, but the Akkad's worked out a deal to get that trilogy made. And then it actually, but again, once the trilogy got made, guess who it went back to the yeah, ACAD so they can shop shit around to the studio if they need to. So,
0: yeah, just doesn't, you know, I get it. Every studio wants to, you know, they want to be the first name on the, you know, so-and-so presents. It's an ego trip. It's a money thing. I get it's, it.
1: it. it's an ego trip that if they just say everything, right? They all, everyone would profit off it, but no one wants to fucking think.
0: No. Compromise is a dirty word in Hollywood uh, So they attempted to negotiate the crossover movie An agreement could not be made And when Friday the 13th Part 8 Jason Takes Manhattan Bombed at the box office in 1989 Original franchise owner Sean Cunningham uh, Sought to reacquire the rights To Friday the 13th And refocus on a Freddy versus Jason movie So he thought Jason tanked Maybe teaming with Freddy can save this franchise And so he held on to that for the next 20-something years. Uh, Basically, the problem, like when you get down to the root of it, New Line wanted to license Jason and make a Nightmare on Elm Street movie with Jason in it, while Paramount Mm. wanted to license Freddy and make a Friday the 13th movie with Freddy in it. Nobody wanted to relinquish an ounce of control.
1: Which is the, it's like, just make both. I mean, granted, that's what they finally did, but like, all you had to do was make both. Like, it's okay. Yeah, it is. You know, it's amazing. It's, yeah, I. They
0: just played tug of war, and eventually, they just got tired of playing.
1: Yeah, I'm not if that explains some of like, um. I mean, Cunningham's always kind of been like a, a dick, for like a better word, but some of the stuff that, um, um, you know, Adam uh, Marcus, the director of Friday Thirteenth, uh, or sorry, Jason goes to Hell, the final Friday had said about him and in, in regards to like not, he did not have kind things to say about him. Basically not kind things at all. Well, Jason takes Manhattan. Jason goes to hell and Jason X were all
0: afterthoughts because Cunningham really wanted Freddie versus Jason, but he had to make those in order to hold on to, to Jason. So he didn't give yeah. a shit about any of those movies.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, he literally told Adam Marcus when he hired him to do part nine um, and straight up told him, he was like, get rid of, I don't want the fucking mask in the movie. And he was like, you're asking me to do a Friday 13th without Jason's mask. Basically without Jason. Which is why we got the movie we got. He had to find a way to make that shit work. Um, Then, of course, when the movie also tanked, because it tanks, I think almost as hard, if not harder than part eight. um, Guess what Cunningham did? Lame the fresh, young 20-something-year-old director that that he told to take the mask out of the fucking movie.
0: Yeah he's not you know I admire his tenacity for working to get Freddy versus Jason made but he hurt a lot of careers in the process of making that happen and he's yep. always been very possessive of this franchise and has halted a lot of cool ideas and a lot of attempted reboots and has just continued to hurt more careers so I, I don't like him at all but and the franchise he the, now. he's the hero of this of this episode
1: yeah well that and the franchise now because he is a big reason we have not gone so he's just because the whole thing with the the lawsuit yeah, um yeah. it's to the point that it's not even hurting the careers it's hurting the franchise like it's like dude and apparently adam marcus has straight up said the guy doesn't even like horror films like these are just this is just a money cash crap him because he knows he can make money off it i'm like but you can't if you're stuck in fucking court because you can't just get your head out of your ass
0: yeah everyone is taught in kindergarten how to share
1: And I assumed
0: everybody holds on to that, but apparently some people don't. Uh, So Cunningham soldiered on, but before he could pitch Freddy versus Jason a few years later, Wes Craven came back to Elm Street and released new nightmare to critical and fan acclaim. So the crossover was shelved again. Now everyone was like, Oh, Freddy's back on top. We don't need Jason. And Jason's like, but we need you, Freddy. (laughs) I just I love picturing in my minds. I, I love like Freddie and Jason actually like pitching themselves to the studios. Like yeah. they're the ones trying to make this work.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, I will say this with the friend. I know I like I know I like Friday 13th more, but yes, like Nightmare really went from like Freddie's Dead, which was t- God, I hate that movie Um to New Nightmare, which was like, holy shit, what a turnaround. Whereas Friday 13th. You know, Jason takes my hand. The final Friday. I like Jason X, but obviously there's a stigma of any horror franchise going to space. So. It, okay. Like,
0: what's, what's your beef in space? Just because Jason and the Leprechaun did it. No one can do it. Hellraiser did it. Oh, yeah. And Hellraiser in space that one time. And Amagyville recently. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've been listening to fake true stories.
1: Well, yeah, and also because you know me I keep up with this shit and I had heard about that And I was like, there's no way there's a fucking every in Space movie coming out
0: It is literally, the house gets exercised And it shows up in space and now there's like Ghosts in Space, that's a I real have. fucking movie I can't believe that
1: I've seen the cover for it and I'm like, that's outrageous
0: <laughs> Yeah,
1: if you're gonna do that shit
0: Yeah, people are gonna be pissed When your franchise goes to space
1: Yeah Hell, <laughs> <No, laughs> so, critters okay. went to space For Christ's sakes <laughs>
0: uh the crossover was shelved again cunningham went to work on jason goes to hell the final friday which infamously teased the crossover at the film's end which was ambitious like you have nothing planned at all but get everybody excited when freddie's glove comes out of the ground and grabs a mask and everyone's like what and then
1: crickets for 13 years <laughs> dude that and then think about that like that and then when brighter turkey came out now, luckily, with Biotrucky, they were up front about no lead into a crossover, but that had the whole, like, Jason's mask and, let you know, Leatherface's chainsaw. Granted, that was like, oh, my God, but luckily, they were very up front that, like, no, we're not leading to a damn crossover. It's just a cool little, you know, Easter egg. Easter egg's good, but
0: definitely this was guess what we're doing next, fuckers. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, God damn it. Yeah. He was this was Cunningham trying to force new line of paramount's hand it's like well we promised the fans are you gonna let the fans down that's what that was
1: yeah he, he was forcing their hands and it's so like we kind of talked about it, and that's a whole episode whenever if we ever like get around to talking about Jason goes to hell but fucking over a director in the process yeah a, a young one a fresh young director that was hungry to do something and was like oh my god i just got hand friday 13th are you kidding me true so obviously nothing came about this but fun fact
0: a glove was worn by horror icon Kane Hodder, making him, I believe, the only actor in film history to have played both Jason and Freddie at one point. Yep. And that's fucking cool. Uh, more on Kane Hodder later. He's going to come out looking really screwed in this episode.
1: Because well, he was, but we'll get to
0: that. Yep, he was. Uh, Wes Craven thought Freddie versus Jason was a terrible idea. Uh, he said, quote, This is taking something that had a lot of impact and dignity and dragging it down to another level, (laughs) which is hilarious. Like Elm Street meant something. And I don't want, I don't want my boy Freddie playing with your weird kid, Jason,
1: right? (laughs) Look, as much as I love Russ Craven to death, one of my all time favorite um, directors, come on, man. Like, come on, (laughs) like, let it happen. (laughs) I love
0: that though. He's like, no, this means something to people. So get get that weird hockey mask out of here.
1: Ugh. That's when I would have been like, "Wes, I love you, but like let's let's be honest. This was, this was big be- this movie was a big reason because of the success of the slasher boom. And guess who helped with that success? Friday the 13th.
0: Yeah. Plus just to play devil's advocate here, you don't get to make a movie like Cursed and then talk about dragging another franchise down to to your level like buddy you you got some duds admit it
1: I, I will say as much as I love us Craven I've never seen uh, like a director that like can hit hard but miss so hard too yeah
0: it is you know I it, it's weird
1: so I love a lot of his movies so let that yeah. be known.
0: so do I so do I while Cunningham continued trying to make this happen he produced Jason X to keep the franchise alive in the meantime Jason X was also a box office Bum and ironically killed All interest in a potential crossover with Elm Street
1: God, yep Three The strikes more he kept trying out. to
0: preserve this thing The more he kept pushing Freddy versus
1: Jason Out of everyone's minds Right? Three strikes and you're out Like, okay, yeah, I remember Actually, I remember when like Jason X came out And like, we go to like Walmart or something And there was like the stands Of like, Jason X And like, you know, them trying to really sell Those DVDs You remember that, like, wrong when they used to actually have like the stand just dedicated to like one fucking movie. I remember like Jason X. I remember like fucking seeing like Jason X. and Halloween was Resurrection and like (laughs) all the late like two thousands horror films that were still trucking along. God, if you to be
0: a slasher fan in like between like ninety nine to two thousand two, must have been just depressing. Yeah, you had nothing. You had nothing.
1: True. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> I mean, you know, resurrection, Halloween resurrection. Yeah. Trick or treat, motherfucker.
0: That's that's what you had. That's the best you could do.
1: I, I, honestly, I remember being so intrigued by that fucking DVD cover. I was like, ooh, Halloween resurrection. And I remember they were like sold that with Halloween H2O and be like, oh my God, there's two of these. I remember the first time I watched
0: Halloween resurrection was on Netflix. I had only seen Halloween one and two, the originals at that point. And I remember thinking, why is Jamie Lee Curtis's hair short on the cover but long in the movie? What's what's up
1: with it? That was I was so confused by that. Oh yeah, because then it got explained later they had to put a wig on her cuz you know, she was doing something else when she came to do Halloween Resurrection. Freaky Friday probably. I forget what the movie was, but she had her short hair and they had to put a wig on her. Yeah, and she
0: was like, "I'll do it one more time, but you better fucking kill me."
1: And then with the new one, she's
0: like, I'll do it one more time, but I better fucking kill it.
1: And then I'll do two more sequels. Uh, I think she's good now, though.
0: Yeah, she's good. She's an Oscar-nominated actress now, so she doesn't have to do these movies anymore.
1: Look look at her. I'm, I'm proud of her. <laughs>
0: oh, that felt cold. I'm sorry I said that. I feel bad now. Uh, it took a lot of different writers, producers, and a lot of persistence to finally get a draft finalized. The concept went through many different titles, including Nightmare 13, Freddy Meets Jason. Freddy vs. Jason, Millennium Massacre.
1: And They did my, not call it Millennium Massacre.
0: They almost did, but my all-time favorite, they almost called it Jason versus Freddy. That was a big point of contention. Whose name's going first? God
1: damn it. <laughs> you know what's crazy, too, about that name thing? At this point, I think, I don't know if you mentioned it, New Line bought Friday 13th, which is why if you buy box sets, it is Paramount will release the first eight in a box set because they own the first eight, but then everything after that is on my New Line, which is why the Scream Factory set's a big deal because they got all of the movies. So the fact that at this point in time, New Line owns both goddamn franchises. They have have it all. And they're like having an internal debate on whose goddamn name goes first. How about which one sounds better? Jason versus Freddy or Freddy versus Jason? Which one rolls off the tongue more? (laughs) I think that's ultimately what they went with. But yeah, if that
0: purchase hadn't happened, they'd still be debating this shit today. Gosh. Ultimately, newcomers Mark Swift and Damian Shannon Wrote the final product after impressing Producer Michael DeLuca with their pitch They had never done anything And they show up with like, hey, I got a Freddy versus Jason pitch for you And Michael DeLuca's like, you're hired Like, what the fuck Like, a, you know, established writers Have been trying their hand at this for 20 years, these guys show Up and are like, boom, I got the cure for What ails you <laughs> And they went with it uh they would write they'd write 2009's friday the 13th and then the 2017 baywatch movie and then they disappear
1: Damn, they got burned by baywatch yep (laughs) unreal okay again i'll defend friday 1309. i think it's a fucking awesome remake um I mean, hey, good for them. It's interesting that they took they went with these new uh, you know, quote unquote new guys to do it instead of like all the, the various established names that were coming through this like, oh, you want us to do a Freddy versus Jason or a Millennium Killing movie, as what the fuck dumb title that was. Did the pitches that got thrown in here, like there was gonna be a
0: cult of Freddy worshippers, they were gonna fight in hell, like it it got so crazy. So I think these guys took a less is more approach and that kind of calmed everybody down
1: probably yeah like hey let's go with the basics and lead to and in, lead into the fight yeah exactly uh to direct this highly anticipated
0: event film many names were considered oh, uh, west craven guillermo del toro and ronnie Yu all declined more on ronnie Yu later
1: so i'll so say interesting he declined yep At first. i love that west
0: craven was even offered it he's like hey i know how much you hate this but do you want to make it <laughs>
1: Look, well, I mean, look, that's just Rob Shea being fucking or you know, being, or Bob Shea, sorry, Bob Shea being Bob Shea. Like let look, let's be honest here. Bob Shea kind of a bad guy also. Um, yeah,
0: not the worse, are not, never I, the good
1: guys, ever. Yeah, not as bad as Cunningham, but not not good either. Because he's the biggest reason Nightmare became a franchise, which you know, obviously for better and for worse, but it's why him and Wes Craven had a falling out. They got along again briefly and then they had another falling out, I believe. Um, which is why it may seem controversial now, but it's why Wes Craven had a relationship with the Weinstein company, um, because of the shit that kind of happened between him and Bob Shea. Don't seem controversial now, obviously, because things we know about Harvey, but that's just how that how that happened. Um what a
0: Sophie's choice that is to bring it back to Merle Street.
1: Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, it. <laughs> oh god dude i, I feel like that's what this amount it was like bob Shay and cunningham's egos like not stopping just rampant like no this is what we're doing no this is what i'm doing <laughs> pretty much and uh, I, I can imagine bob Shay to get one up on russ kern's like look i know you don't like the idea of this but we kind of want you to write because you know we're what the hell's that furry about now aren't we i mean well the reason your movie's a huge huge success Wes, i wonder if he pulled the you owe me card i bet he did oh he had to i'm sure he did i created you Direct the crossover <laughs> right how none of like the directors from friday the 13th were asked like not a single goddamn one of them <laughs> yeah nobody nobody even cunningham I was like no i'm not fucking directing this shit and then
0: Guillermo del Toro, for some reason. It's like, hey, you've made horror films. Please help us. And he's like, no. I'm making Hellboy. Doing my passion project. Speaking of passion project, guess who else was offered the role? Oh, god damn it. Rob Zombie. What? I didn't Rob Zombie was offered the project, and he said, No, I'm gonna make House of a Thousand Corpses and I'm gonna do it my way.
1: Yeah, I kind of. am not even mad about that because I love House of Thousand Corpses. It's a big thing with the director. Why they, tur- why so many people kept
0: turning this very cool project down is the insane lack of control they would have over it. This was a producer-driven project from A to Z, and the director is just showing up and pointing a the camera. There's no input whatsoever. That's oh, why yeah. these guys kept saying no.
1: Yeah, and especially like in Rob Zombie's case. I mean, obviously, what we knew about him is that he likes to do what he wants to do with his films. As was very evident recently, you know, last year with the monsters more than ever for people. Um, uh, and I said someone that didn't even hate it, like, I know, I thought it was fine. Okay, I'd probably put I'd put fine like a three star out of five, probably, you know. Um, but uh, you know, someone like him, he wants that kind of creative control with stuff on his first film. Because if he's choosing this to go, you know, denying this over House House, that you know, House House Course was his debut film debut so i mean he's turning down saying like no i want my debut to be something that i had a lot of me in it not this because yes you're absolutely right like i can't imagine again thinking about the producers involved specifically bob shay and sean s cunningham how much of it was them driving this project
0: yeah and ultimately they had to kind of realize okay we're the problem and that I'll get to that in a second, but I got one more name for you. Okay. Uh, Jaume Balaguerro campaigned for the job, and he was turned down, but would later create the Record franchise. Yeah, I was about to say,
1: no shit. Mm-hmm. He wanted the role. He's like, I'll do it. And they're like, uh, you're not. No, no, thanks. Look, let's let's be honest. It's Those two, they probably went, you're not a white man. It get be gone. <laughs> but those Wait, two... Well, they gave it to an Asian, so I don't know about that. They it were probably it. they were probably confused. I just I feel like there's just with those two, like something like, "Oh, you're a first time, uh, you can be gone." I mean, jokes on them because they like said you did the wreck franchise, which I mean, granted, yes, everyone has their kind of feelings on that franchise after like the first two movies but like that first one's was great it's like, i've heard the 2nd i've seen the first and third one's probably, i've seen the odd numbered ones well he, um, did, he did 1 and 2 and 4 he didn't do 3 yeah cuz he went to do something else and then cuz he was it's not just him that did the he had a he had a directing uh partner that i cannot remember the name of right now for the life of me um he his partner his directing partner stayed on for the third wreck where i remember he went to go direct so i cannot remember what he... Cause that was thing he was directing something else. I can't fucking remember for life me though right now. But he went to go direct something else, and then they came back to finish it up with Rec Four. Well, they turned him down,
0: and ultimately went back to Ronnie Yu, who accepted the job after being given a lot more creative freedom. They told him, "All right, fine, you can do it your way." And he's like, "I'll
1: take it." I like how they they were probably like they probably even said it like that. I'm like, you guys. Why would you even sound begrudging about that? Like, this is the guy that gave us Bride of fucking Chucky. Like, that's it, yeah. That's that's why you know
0: he's a, he was a Hong Kong filmmaker who had previously held Bride of Chucky for, for wow.
1: What company made, made made Chucky again? Uh, I know MGM did the first one. Oh, oh fuck me, yeah, whatever. He made
0: Bride of Chucky, but that's it. Like, all, everything else he's done is uh Hong Kong based,
1: so it is weird. I, I feel like they took a A gamble on this guy they i mean they they in their eyes they did um i doubt it was really that much of a gamble um but you know it's not like you know i don't know why to them because again for anyone who could you know talks to a horror fan like Briar choki is a fan favorite film in that franchise you know what i mean like it's it is a really good one um you know, Don Mancini's talked highly about that particular one, you know, Ronnie used direction and stuff in interviews. Like he has nothing but nice things to say when it comes to Bride. Um, really the whole franchise. You know, he's he's a great he's he's always real nice to it, obviously. Um so like why wouldn't you trust the guy that gave you like a fan favorite installment in one franchise? Coming off of you know a sequel that a lot of people didn't like um you know child's play 3 is really not that bad just bringing off ourselves um it's not great but it's not terrible um but um come, you know he does that why would not you trust someone afraid versus jason film like why why wouldn't you trust him i just find
0: it so weird that it was so hard to get somebody to do to do this like you'd think that every horror director out there would want to throw their hat in the ring for this one
1: mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if they're turning it down because of creative control, what were they telling them they can't do? That's probably what it was. Oh, we're going to get to that in my film guys
0: and facts. I have the reason why so many people said no. Basically, it it was who would win.
1: Oh, my Some people were like, I
0: like Jason more. I want Jason to win. Other directors were like, well, I want Freddie to win. And the, uh, not Universal, New Line was like, no, this is who's going to win. And they're like, well, I don't like it that way. And and they're like, well, tough. And Ronnie Yu was like, I just want to get paid and they're like, all right, I like it. (laughs) So yeah, it's basically what it amounts to, but uh, we'll get more into that later. So thankfully Robert England returned as Freddy Krueger for one last ride. If he hadn't been in this, I don't think anybody would have seen it. Uh, you know, if they, the the, the debacle with Jason, if they also had recast Freddy,
1: mm, no, (laughs) No. Then if it would have come out, it would have been considered, it would have been viewed in a much different light right. nowadays. Freddie versus Jason, Jackie Earl Haley versus Derek Mears. <laughs> no
0: disrespect to Derek Mears.
1: I, like, I actually really like his
0: Jason. <laughs> uh, as for Jason, everyone pretty much expected Kane Hodder to re- return to the role, uh, cons- you know, including potter himself. He was shown the script, said, "Hey, we're making Freddy versus Jason. Isn't that awesome?" And he's like, "Yeah." And then they didn't cast him as Jason, which is so weird. Like why yeah. tell him about it? Why give him the script? It's such a it's such a
1: strange Ooh. move. It's strange too cuz like, you know, and you know, I know you I know um you watched it before we recorded the, you know, to Halloween Back to Kane hotter story. Um but it's like, and for those you know, like he became a fan favorite. He is, to this day, the fan favorite. Jason, like he has played him the longest because you know before he came along, it was usually a different actor each, you know, every single installment. Um, and then he came along, he stayed, and he and he brought a different element to it. And again, was you know to me one of the biggest proponents comp- of like why I say like not just anyone can play these silent killers like Jason and like Michael. And whatnot, like it, it does take an actor that's able to convey emotion without saying a word, and their face is hidden by a mask, and you know pounds and pounds of fucking makeup and costuming. And he brought it, and he he made that character his own, and you know he became a you know a huge hit with the fans because of his love for the character and his appreciation for the fans. Um, so yeah, it was expected by him, it was expected by everyone to be like, yeah, hell yeah, if you're doing Freddy vs. Jason, like you get Kane harder. And then they just turn around and say, no, we're going with someone else.
0: Yeah, there's conflicting reports about why Hodder was replaced by Canadian stuntman Ken Kersinger. Uh, the most consistent reason is New Line's intentions of reinventing Jason Voorhees with this movie. That was what they said. And uh, the fact that Kersinger is two inches taller than Kane Hodder. Uh, Kersinger had previously doubled as Jason on Jason Takes Manhattan. But that's that's it uh reinventing is interesting i don't think i don't see anything like what did you reinvent
1: also even look even with my love of this character in this franchise like i don't see anything done differently that you could have just gotten Kane harder to come in and actually do
0: yeah it's it's not cool
1: yeah this this jason is the one i've seen in like all the other movies (laughs) like If you want to talk about reinvention, Kane Hodder already beat them too with Uber Jason and Jason X. So, like, he already beat them there.
0: In the 2017 documentary To Hell and Back, the Kane Hodder story, Hodder talks about how hurt he was by losing Jason. Uh, He played the character for 15 years over the course of four films and is considered by fans to be the definitive version of the character. Even Sean Cunningham lobbied hard to get Hodder the role again in Freddy vs. Jason. Never thought I'd be on his side with anything, but uh, it didn't happen. And hotter, you know, it took him a long time to get over that. You know, he was betrayed. He got the character he loved snatched out from under him with no explanation why.
1: Yeah, and, and in worst this was probably a Bob Shea move, more likely because he's full of great ideals. Um, yeah, no, it it sucks. And like, and what's crazy is like, you know, he's to this day he is down to put that shit, you know, put that costume back on, like the Friday 13th game that came out, he um, he, he came back and played Jason for the game, he mocapped capped oh, for cool. the game yeah, and the the same company is actually now doing the Texas Chancellor Massacre game, he mo-capped as Leatherface or Leatherface, yeah yeah, so it's like he's willing and willing to come back and do it to this fucking day, like he's willing to mo-cap and do it like why wouldn't you? The guy has the passion, he has the drive. he has the want to play this character. Why would you why would you do that? And yeah, for once Sean has Cunningham, I'm on his side with that one of like why wouldn't you? Especially like and again to me what this reeks of more than anything is studio producers being petty. Like it reeks to me of maybe like more than likely Cunningham got something he wanted and Bob Shay didn't want. So Bob Chase said, "Then fuck you. I'm not getting Kane Hodder in this movie."
0: Yeah, something that's like that's what
1: it, when I then I decide who plays Jason.
0: Something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, that's what it reeks up to me is producers just being petty, and again doing what they do best, which is cheating the fans out of something. And and an actor that wanted the fucking part, like that's all you achieved. And and you know I don't want to like say like Ken Kersinger did a terrible job. He does do a good chase, and he is good in the movie. I don't want to put him down too much. But it would have meant, like, you know, and no offense to somebody but yes, it would have been cooler, so much cooler to have Kane Harder in this movie. Like, yes, I know Kane Harder and Robin England have been in movies together, but to be in a you know, they were in Hatchet, they were in the first hatchet together, technically. But to have them in this movie as their iconic characters, we got robbed of that. And that would have been so fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, it absolutely would have. And Potter has no ill will towards Ken Kurzinger anyway. He knows that it wasn't his fault. They're they're still cool. Apparently Kurzinger just walked into the studio looking for stunt work and they were like, Holy shit, you're a tall motherfucker.
1: And he was Jason by the time he left the building. <laughs> okay, so he's not they're not he's he's not yeah, I mean, you know, he's not like Stallone with the with the Creed franchise right now. Um <laughs> no no offense to Stallone, but like direct your anger in the proper area, buddy. Not the people that are trying to keep your the franchise alive or Dolph Logren who apparently didn't even know her fucking <laughs> spinoff was announced. <laughs> like now Stallone's, um, you know, literally
0: like screaming outside his house, you know, Drago! He's he's really doing that in real
1: life now. Pretty much, yeah. Real, real beef. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love how Dolph was like, dude, I did, but yeah. Um yeah, no, you know, again, but again, that speaks to Kane Hodder's like character, right? To not sit there and be like, "Well, fuck, this guy's like, hey, look, not his fault, like, not, not his fault." The dude was looking for work and just end up getting the role. Like, that's not on him. But again, that you know, that just speaks to me like Hodder's character and who he is as a person.
0: Real quick though, I do love like Dolph Lundgren was not told about the Drago spinoff, but then he heard about it and he's like, "Well, I, maybe." <laughs> He didn't know, but he's like,
1: I, I. Not, but you, it's a good script, sure. Do you blame him? Like, I'd be like, well, I mean, sorry, Sly, but like, they want to do a movie with me, like.
0: <laughs> I wonder if Dolph will be in Expendables Four now.
1: Probably not.
0: Stallone does not forgive, and he does not forget, as we learned when we did that Red Sonya episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Hodder would later find success as the character Victor Crowley in the hatchet franchise. While Kersinger uh, would continue his work as a stunt man in such films as Watchmen X-Men, the last stand, the incredible Hulk 2012 and the cabin in the woods, which was his last credit as a stuntman. I think he might be retired.
1: Hey, you know what? Good for him. That's, you know, I, a lot of good films. I stand by incredible Hulk 20, uh, incredible Hulk 2012, whenever it came out, it's, it's a good movie. I, I I stand on the hill that that is an underrated film. That was that was two separate movies. It was the Incredible Hulk and then the movie
0: 2012.
1: Oh well, either way, 2012 is a lot of fun actually too. Um, awesome. But yeah, I stand by Incredible Hulk being a good film. I don't. Yes, I know it's weird to watch because it's Edward Norton because apparently they didn't listen to Feige and Buffalo did not get the part like he was supposed to for that movie. They should do, in 2028,
0: they should do a 20th anniversary release of that film where they've just deep-faked it with Mark Ruffalo. And while they're at it, deep-fake William Hurt with Harrison Ford too. (laughs)
1: Oh, God. But, uh... And then, obviously, Cabin in the Woods is fucking great. I love that movie. So, um, you know, good good credits to, like, you know, continue his career on. If he's retired, good for him. Good for him, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh, Freddy versus Jason has an IMDb score of 5.7. Letterbox score of 2.7 out of 5. And a Rotten Tomatoes score of 42%. 50% viewer score, which I thought was harsh. Uh, Uh, I think it's quite harsh. Critics' consensus reads... This made me laugh. Fans of the two horror franchises will enjoy this showdown, but for everyone else, it's the same old slice and dice. Like, who is everyone else? Who's watching this if you don't know who Freddy and Jason are?
1: Yeah, look, unless it's, like, your parents taking you that watched this series when they were kids, Like, I guess, like, obviously, yeah, there's going to be new fans that are going... This will be their entry point movie. But, uh... Again, if that's the case, if it's a new fan, that this is their entry point. It's not the same old slice, sticks. This is their first time seeing this shit. Um, and then for the new fans, they're yeah, they're they're already in. They're hooked. They've been there since day one on both franchises. They're hooked. <laughs> like yeah, no shit. Critics, it's so weird. It's like yeah, of course the people this was made for will love it, but what about the rest of us? Like you don't 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 see it. There's yeah. It's like, oh, I can't believe what just saw like Godzilla versus Kong, an actual, another solid there fucking <laughs> versus film that I like a lot. Um, that does what's supposed to be, which is give me a fucking fight that last more than five minutes. Epic. Um, I was like saying the same thing for that, like, yeah, the people you like Godzilla and Kong are gonna love this, but what about us? Like, well, clearly the title indicates it's not for you. Um, for, but I mean, again, that's also a franchise that I had the constant thing of, man, right, no, the, 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 the kaiju fights are awesome, but the character part, the human characters kind of sucked. I'm like, who? I don't care. I was like, I do not care. In a movie with Godzilla or King Kong, I want to see them fuck shit up. I don't care about the human characters.
0: Yeah, same goes for this. I can't name a single of the, you know, many diverse human creative characters they give us, such as babysitter and friend and ex-boyfriend. And who could forget boyfriend's friend I mean come on we're not here for them We're here to see Freddy and Jason fuck each Other up that's why we're here Let's stop acting like we're here for any other reason This is not winning Best actor at the 2004 Oscars
1: There are certain movies And again a recent one in Cocaine Bear That come out that like the title says It are and if you're not the audience For it Shut up and don't watch it How's that sound? Stop ruining the fun for everyone else and let those who are in on this go have fun. Yeah, I miss the days when people just
0: watched movies they wanted to see and movies they didn't want to see. They just didn't see them.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, god damn it. Like, the title should give you like if, if what are you thinking when you go into a movie called Freddy vs. Jason? Like, what? Especially with the poster, which has both their faces prominently on it looking at each other. Like what were
0: you expecting? Oh, this seems maybe this is Nora Ephron's new rom-com. <laughs> this will be delightful. I'll, <laughs> this, I'll take my mother, and then you're like, this is reprehensible. How could anybody? It's like you, had all the information right there. Freddy versus Jason. That's Freddy Krueger. You may remember him. That's Jason Voorhees. You might remember him too. <laughs> this see the verses there. It's bloody. Yeah, that's you know those are those are clues. Remember, see blues, Clues. You see that rating at the bottom? It says R. For <laughs> graphic violence, nudity, language, everything the R rating exists to hold back from small minded people like you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? We say, like, who does this? But the fact is, unfortunately, so many people don't pay attention to these things and go, like, oh, that's us file of the movie. Let's go watch it. And then are appalled at what they say. And it's like, well, you didn't do the research, dumbass. Dude. It- when I worked at Drafthouse and Deadpool
0: came out, we had to put up multiple signs that said, Deadpool is not an MCU film. Deadpool is rated R for graphic violence, nudity, language. Do not take your child to see Deadpool. <laughs> and without fail, at least once a week, some Karen would be like, how could you let my son see that horrible language? And it's like, lady, the movie's rated R. There were signs, the trailer, look some shit up. How far like, did we're you not, make it into the movie before you walked out?
1: You think you think most of them made it to like the fucking uh the the mon- the sex montage before they finally went. Oh my god! I mean, up to that point, you got some pretty strong language and some blood
0: and some like I'm hoping they got the they got the clue before then. It's like the geez. pegging was the clue they needed, <laughs> but it's you know it's not the film's responsibility. It's not the theater's responsibility. If you can't handle certain shit, that's on you to learn what you can handle and go see things accordingly.
1: Yeah. And then stop trying to put, as we're seeing a lot nowadays, your religious views of life into my goddamn movies. Yeah, Unlike you people, I like sex and nudity in movies. Don't you take that away from me. Freddie is Episcopalian
0: and Jason is Orthodox Jew, but they make it work. And Michael's a Jehovah's Witnesses. He's a Jehovah's Witness. That's why he's constantly going to people's houses.
1: <laughs> but only on Halloween.
0: Only on Halloween. He doesn't, he's not celebrating Halloween. He can't. He's a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> they don't do holidays. <laughs> oh boy. I I want a short film of Michael handing out pamphlets. Like not saying anything, just Knocking on a door in one hand, he's got the, the knife in the other hand, he's got a copy of the Watchtower. <laughs> oh boy. Um, so despite being condemned by critics and fans alike, Freddy versus Jason was still a huge hit, grossing 116 million on a budget of 30 million, making it the highest grossing film in either franchise. So they both needed to lean on each other for the best sort of success
1: that's the moral story is that they needed each other yeah uh, romance instead of, yeah instead of you know no it needs to be this kind of movie but with this character in it no it needs to be this kind of movie but with this character in it no this issue wins No, this issue wins holy shit just give me a movie
0: <laughs> it's so much easier when it's all under one you know when one studio owns all this shit that's why marvel has had just you know like oh we can throw falcon in the ant-man movie sure why not when it came to Spider-Man, they're like, you know, Sony's like, well, what are you going to pony up? What do we get? He's got to do this. This has to happen. No, you can't have Venom. We're doing Venom. Oh, like,
1: God, it's infuriating. You know what I love? is Sony gets Sony only does it because they get fucking like checked so much. Like every time there's been reports of them saying like, okay, we're, we're considering leaving and taking Spider-Man with us. Someone in Sony goes and goes, no, we're the fuck not. You go talk to Marvel right now. We are not ending this partnership. Picture like that guy being like, "What is it, Morbin time again?" Sit the fuck down. Yeah, <laughs> it cracks me up. Both like I think like the two or three times we've heard reports of like the worry that they're going to split from the MCU. Every time it's like false alarm. Apparently, someone talked to someone in Sony and know the fuck they're not. They've they've read to go. I'm like, you guys just keep trying. And I would have thought like you guys would be shitting yourselves when Disney just bought Fox to get X Men and Fantastic Four back. Like they will do that to you somehow in a heartbeat.
0: I just can't wait. You think after No Way Home and how, you know, everyone got a piece of the action on that one, they just be willing to not participate and take the check. Because if there's anything Sony loves doing, it's not trying. So, why not just keep doing that? Everybody well, what's,
1: knows. what's crazy, Sony doesn't even need, like, Sony is more than a movie series. What people forget, too, is like, they don't need this shit. Like, PlayStation, for Christ's sakes. Like, they make PlayStations. They have TV. They have all those other shit that they do. Like, why are they so obsessed with the need to keep Spider Man other than fucking ego and greed? There
0: you go. That's all. That's the only reason you need in Hollywood is, you know, how can this benefit me and how much am I going to get for it? (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Speaking of, there was supposed to be a sequel that crossed over with the Evil Dead franchise titled Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash, but it was scrapped and turned into a limited comic series instead. And I personally want to know who had final say in scrapping it because they deserve to die for denying us the greatest movie of all time. Fuck whoever said no to this.
1: Yeah, I and this is the thing though, this wasn't their first thought. Like, they had like Freddy versus Jason versus Michael versus Leatherface. I think at one point they had versus Chucky. I think Penhead was like, hu- Penhead was huge on the table for a long time. Like, I remember hearing about Penhead for a long time. Oh, we're
0: gonna get into that uh towards the end of the show. Penhead was the first draft,
1: yeah, which I mean, if you can figure it out, it may have been a cool idea. Um. What? But I love that they
0: were saying like you know oh we're gonna do a, th- a second film with any horror icons of you know fucking Freddy versus Predator let's do it and then they were like oh wait a minute we gotta pay for this
1: I feel like all the studios reminded them they went well are you gonna pay us they like went I'm sorry what yeah it's like <laughs> they're pitching it to like
0: you know Universal and they're like that sounds awesome let me just get my checkbook like what well yeah how how much is how much you gonna give me for for Predators. I thought I thought we were cool. <laughs> Is exposure. You know? Get your name out there. Get the fuck out of my office.
1: <laughs> I feel like that pitch happened a few <laughs> times. Right? They go to the fucking Akkads. They're like, all right, so Mike, so Michael, they're like, how much? I'm, I'm sorry, what? How much to put Michael in the movie? We were hoping you were just gonna give it to us. <laughs> no 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 no. <laughs> And someone call Rob Zombie. That remake's happening.
0: See now I'm picturing <laughs> Freddie and Jason like going to like a house and saying, like, can Michael come out and play? And the CODs are like, No. And, and Michael's just like sad and they're like, oh, and they like walk away kicking rocks. It's like, oh man. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, yeah, it sounded cool, but you know, once you get money involved, all of a sudden everyone's, you know saving for a rainy day and doesn't want to fork out <laughs> the cash to rent ash and then we all lose
1: yeah and then like if we're being honest god the fucking physical release for that you it would have to be like you ever buy that blu-ray or fucking 4k when it came out cuz you god god knows how quick that would go out of print with that many people involved do you put uh-huh. this in the elm street
0: collection do you put it in the jason collection does it go in the evil dead box set where do you put this fucker
1: yeah <laughs> Apparently they decide with Friday stations to only put in the Friday 13th sets and that's it. Um but um what bugs me with this comic is that they were for the first time ever in like comic history, they were fucking serious about limited edition. Because if we didn't get it, when it came out done, that shit's out of print. I'm like, why would you f- why? Why would you make it out of print? Like, god damn it. So even though it came out in comic book form, which they did make a sequel to the comic. Um, you still can't fucking read it if you missed your chance because shit's out of goddamn print. Why do we get so fucked on this
0: sequel? I don't know, I don't understand how in this day and age when so much of culture is accessible all across the world, how anything can be out of print
1: I mean Dude, I've you- got a
0: I've got a print right there. I could go oh. take that to this to the company and be like, hey, make a th- a million copies of this
1: and send them out there for the world to see but no nobody does that dude i yeah i don't get it like there's there's things i've looked up that i own in my collection just out our sheer curiosity that is fucking gone it's our friend. Like, apparently i have the only copy if anything happens to it it's gone I, isn't that weird
0: like i've got a few of those as well whereas i just bought it for like three bucks at a yard sale because i'm like oh cool i don't have this And it turns out that's one of like 15 copies left on the earth, and I better put it in a glass case.
1: Yeah. Like, there's some that I'm like, please don't ever... I'm not going to nail them, because I don't want to get fucking (laughs) jinxed myself. But, uh... I'm like, please don't let anything happen, because if something happens to this movie, I can't get another copy. Yeah. This is why when I move
0: out and I put a lot of my stuff in storage, the films come with me. (laughs) The films I keep in the closet of my family's place, and
1: I guard them. Everything else I can lose. I can't lose those. <laughs> I t- I took a chance when I moved here with the movers, and luckily I got everything, but I took a chance because I was like, well, I-, I gotta get this shit moved like across the state, <laughs> across the country.
0: Oh boy. So let's discuss Freddie versus Jason. Talk about the movie. Uh it goes, you know, it goes pretty uh pretty smoothly considering rampant production uh, producer interference and constantly changing script. It what we got is a coherent film that I enjoy watching. Which doesn't happen often in these cases. <laughs> it does not. I love right from the get-go the opening music that combines the Elm Street and Friday the 13th themes. That right there I got chills. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. I love the opening narration with like with Freddie and how they did find a very inventive way to do their best, keeping the continuity going um, to a degree, even though know, Kanye obviously with this, but all these franchises is not their strong suit, but they found a way with the idea of like going off of like the later sequels of nightmare where the town's like knows who Freddie is. And they're trying to keep it hush hush and he's not powerful. anymore. He needs to get his power back. And he's like, how do I do that? I know someone that died.
0: Yeah. I love he's like, I had to search the bowels of hell. He's like he's gonna make him remember. Like he could just turn Jason on and be like, "All right, make sure you tell him, you know, this was Freddie." Yeah,
1: <laughs> but and again, it it's it to me it works because it's playing to both their strengths of, you know, obviously Freddie having a personality, being able to talk. He has much more of like he's he's thinking a lot about what he's doing, whereas Jason's just like, "Put me in there, coach. I'll kill them all." Like he's he's just a mindless he's the yeah he's the goalie yeah put me in I love
0: that. yeah
1: <laughs> and and like the movie plays into that really well again it probably I mean, a lot of this probably helped with the fact that they finally gave ronnie U a a lot of creative control and he inherently could you could tell he inherently understood both franchises and he delivers what the audience wants and what we expect out of these characters true true
0: i like you know how freddie uses uh Pamela to convince Jason, like, "Hey, mommy
1: says go fuck up Elm Street," and Jason's yeah, like, "You got it, ma." Did 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 you hear? Did you see that they actually did talk to Patsy Palmer, but she had a salary dispute. I'm like, okay, like Patsy, no offense. In 2003, you won a hot ticket? You try, like, no, no offense to Patsy Palmer. Her, her, you know, for someone you absolutely hated movie, she is great in the original Friday 13th. She is a very, very to me bright spot in that movie. Um, but like, come on, Are you really trying to pull a salary dispute with the fucking with Freddy versus Jason, like Betsy. It would have been cool to see her return briefly, but
0: also like you know from the studio from the studio's perspective here, we could get any old lady, and I don't think people will care that much.
1: Yeah, I mean it was Betsy Palmer I mean, did not have much of a bargaining chip here. No, and that's that's why I say it's like I put all the blame on her because like first off they were just being nice to say, like, hey, look, let's see if we can get her back because fans would freak the fuck out. Yes. And then she's like, salary, she thought she had all this sway. Okay. Well, I don't want this much. They went, No, we'll just find someone else. Because I think they don't they don't care now, do they? And guess what? We don't. <laughs> I just picture I had a that. That line from it's always
0: sunny you know so you come crawling back you cheap sack of shit <laughs> like she that was her I, opener and they're like well, thanks betsy we'll, we'll we'll be in touch
1: <laughs> yeah look, like, i'm just a fan of like when actors kind of get uh, checked in place like that like uh you know obviously another big one and i i'm saying this knowing obviously you know with his you know uh diagnosis but the big thing with like expendables three when like i think it was bruce willis was like mad that he was getting through three million for four days and he's like i want a million per day you better give it to me i won't be in your movie and salone went got got gotcha you're fired in the same day was like hey harrison you want a part in the movie he's like as long as it's not in space (laughs) right but it's just like it's just fine it's like oh well ego checked right there and isn't it like, no, you are fucking replaceable. You are expendable, buddy. My favorite one will always be Ja Rule for too, for
0: too Fast, Too Furious, where he was like, I'm the biggest rapper on earth, and I want all the money. And they're like, there's like 50 other people we can call. We don't need you in the slightest.
1: No, yeah. you're also not that big, Ja Rule, if Eminem can destroy your career and still talk about to this day. Yeah. I think Ja Rule these days is known more for being associated
0: with that, like, terribly executed music festival
1: yeah he's especially with that and for getting his career crushed by eminem like i remember when um the whole mgk eminem beef was going on and he did the kill shot song he mentioned the fucking ja rule thing and i was like god damn it he is very happy about that oh
0: ja rule you you poor misguided soul uh does it bother you that the main Care, like the, our
1: our hero, so to speak, is named Lori. uh not really. Like kind of, but a not little, really. It's a little on the nose, isn't it? It's a little like, you know, we see you. Honestly, I just felt like they don't have that many names in their pockets. I felt like these 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 two gentlemen. <laughs> Probably don't don't think too much into women uh women's names and they just went yeah sure Lori fuck it
0: yeah Robert Shea knows Bob he knows Lynn and he heard Lori one time <laughs> so he went with Lori <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so we meet our our group of friends there's Lori who fell in love at fourteen and then held on to that and word uh, story
1: elements funs the movie into the movie
0: never made i'm assuming these people are supposed to be 18
1: i guess i don't We're know three year teenagers dude sure, no sure. no teenager looks like monica fucking Kina in this movie i know i'm like you are you must be an idiot cuz you got held back
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh like a few years <laughs> um, yeah her her friend Kia I remember I was thinking like it's a car it's a car
1: Kia yeah played by fucking Kelly Rowland from
0: uh Destiny Child yes it was the only person I read in the trivia that like she people keep trying to embarrass her in interviews for being associated with this but she keeps owning it being like yeah I had fun it was
1: a good movie that's how you do it like yeah don't be embarrassed like yeah you're in Free vs. Jason it was a huge hit people there are people that like it so own it Lori
0: was very much like yeah it was a piece of shit but I needed the exposure yeah, and it was
1: reflected in her lack of a career now, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, I can't name anything she was in, and I even though we're talking about it right now, I don't remember her real name, and I'm just going to keep calling her Lori.
1: It's Monica it Kino, I don't know that much, but I'm going to deny uh, her that exposure. <laughs> yeah, it's... Hey, look, sometimes I like to think karma does exist because for her to say that, what she got was a career that didn't really take off because she was in that horrid, apparently horrid Night of the Demons remake um and she she dated edward for long Ugh. like for but those that was, who but that was gross yeah in case he was wearing, like well don't don't be mean look him up yeah look at what look him up uh oh so, yeah that, that's like nick problem. stall
0: but without the talent
1: yeah well it was kelly Rowland. Nick Stahl, at least like he cleaned up and still looks relative. He still looks like Nick Stahl. <laughs> he still he he looks fine.
0: <laughs> is Jason Clark like the only actor to play John Connor who didn't have some kind of like public meltdown?
1: I believe so. Um. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but um, yeah, and then you got Kelly Rowland who you know is still super famous. Like she's still Kelly Rowland, and she's and very nice.
0: There's, and there's Gibb, her their alcoholic. Clearly submissive friend who is just a sad sack the whole time i
1: i love like early 2000s awards like like treatment of people drinking too much alcohol it's just like ah oh, you crazy goose
0: God, well,
1: she,
0: you, you she was in ginger snaps and uh actually, she's in yeah. a lot of horror stuff
1: she's she's awesome actually
0: well that specifically robert england was a big fan of ginger snaps and was very much looking forward to working with her so
1: that's cool to have like Freddy Krueger
0: be like, "I'm a fan. I'm excited. I liked your movie. That's got to be awesome."
1: I had, yeah, that's awesome. Have you seen Stranger Snaps? I have. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I'm say I'm actually I'm I'm a big fan of it. And uh, she's popped up in other stuff. Uh, Catherine Isabel is her name. She's popped up in a bunch of different uh, horror projects. Uh, well, they're having a,
0: a fuck, marry, kill conversation about the Three Stooges, as you know, teenage girls tend to do.
1: Yeah, right. And um. I love when dudes write for teenage women like, yeah, they watch Three Stooges and have conversations about who they fuck Mary and Carol right? No.
0: no like, any don't. of them can name any of the Three Stooges. Like, a comedy troupe that was famous in the 40s. Seriously? <laughs> uh, I can barely name the Three Stooges. I forget from time to time.
1: Moe, Curly, Larry, and then uh, Shrimp.
0: See, I know that today, but I might say, like, you know, Happy, Dopey, and Swampy.
1: I, I only remember because me and my dad used to watch it all the time when I was a kid. My mom the, hated it, but me and my dad thought it was the funniest shit.
0: I saw the movie they did like ten years ago, and I I thought
1: huh. odd.
0: I thought they the three actors I thought were really good as the Stooges, but the movie was fucking stupid.
1: Mm. I mean, a uh, lot on, on humor that was funny back in like the forties and fifties. But
0: anyway, uh, what's his name? Trey. You can't have a horror movie with high school students and not have a douchebag named Trey. It's part of the it's part
1: of the or, or a douchebag boyfriend that in real life people would be like, you need to break up with that dude. But in movies are <laughs> like
0: don't make me ask you twice.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh babe. Did you
0: smoke before I kiss you? No, I don't like it when you do that. You no, know I don't like to be touched after. Jesus Christ. I was cheering for Jason to kill this fucker. Like, oh my God, what
1: a horrible, despicable piece of shit. See, you're like on the precipice of getting why people like Friar thirteen, because it's like, yeah, that's why people like it. They give us these type of characters so we can cheer when they die. (laughs) Like, yes, Jason, for the love of God, kill them. Um, Blake, his
0: friend, shows up and is like, Hey, nice feng shui. Can I see your bedroom, babe? Lori's like, Oh. As we all do.
1: First off, her friends are horrible for inviting these people over. Two, dude, like, are you serious? Like your your whole game is to sit there, scratch your crotch, because you get a nice shot of that. Um, and then to be like, hey, the funk shui. Let's go to your bedroom like Jesus, man. Uh also
0: problematic here. Uh it's gonna make you dislike Ronnie Yu. Um he tried to force uh Catherine Isabel into a nude scene. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, in her contract, stipulated no nudity, and then when the time came to shoot the shower scene, he was like, get naked, and she's like, the fuck you just say? And they argued about this, because she was like, absolutely not, I'm not doing a nude scene, and he was like, come on, you have to, and they eventually settled on a body double, but the fact that he tried to basically, you know,
1: shame her into being nude in the movie,
0: that's pretty fucked up.
1: Yep, yeah, but, you know, good old pre-Me Too movement, right? Our mm-hmm. pre-Me Too... Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's shitty. It's, it's horrendous. And the fact that none of the producers came in, was like, hey, dude, in her contract. No, shut the fuck up. Film the scene.
0: Well, I, I don't I, think, you know, in that situation, something tells me, Bob Shea and Sean Cunningham are not going to be the allies you need.
1: No, no. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's a shitty situation. Like, obviously he is Ronnie. you despicable for doing that. But to me, the producers are just back because no one stepped in to be like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like we can film without that. It's fine. It's in her con and is he, the fact that he even had the gall to say like, uh you have to, it's like, actually, no, because she signed a contract that a lot of actresses sign that dictates she does not want to show her naked body. That is her prerogative. Yep. So no, you actually don't, you actually can't, because in her contract she said no nudity. Well, we get our first kill
0: when Jason walks into the bedroom. Somehow he got in the house and up the stairs without anybody seeing
1: him. <laughs> and he's, he's a silent man. Dude, look, I used to be like how, but like let me tell you something right now. As someone who has a really small cat and a really big dog, right? My cat's a dumbass and thinks he can sneak past me, and then he ends up getting sprayed while I'm recording, like I just did, like two minutes ago, because he's trying to do something he's not supposed to. My dog, who's much bigger will fucking almost make me trip because he gets behind me without me knowing. So sometimes they may seem big. They can be sneaky. I feel like if
0: I didn't notice a six foot five, 300 pound dog walking behind me, that's totally on me. And I'm deaf.
1: He's a big guy. It's, it's, stairs are gonna, light, the stairs are gonna be very change. very light steps.
0: Apparently, he's tiptoeing up there, but yeah. he just he stabs yeah tray open you know cracks open a cold one, and Jason just stabs him multiple times. I feel like he's muttering under his breath like you don't disrespect women like that. Like when he stabs,
1: <laughs> it felt so personal. <laughs> Usually he's all about like you don't have sex before you're married, you don't do drugs. But he's like, Did you just disrespect that woman? It is thousand and three, sir. No. If the stabs weren't
0: personal, the folding of the fucking mattress was.
1: <laughs> oh, dude, that was the best part. Like he it was like the most like it didn't need to be done. Like the guy's dead. But Jason's just looked at him and like, I really hate this guy. Bam.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then he leaves. Doesn't kill Gib because he's like, everybody gets one. And then he leaves with again, nobody sees him. Uh, they all run out of the house screaming Covered in blood and then one cop stops And he's like excuse me ladies do you need some assistance Like very calmly as they're screaming In his face
1: <laughs> I do like when Catherine Iswell, Like slams her fucking hands on the windows Like does this look like we need fucking assistance And he's the guy from scary movie So I can't take him seriously regrettably Oh yeah I, I, I saw scary movie First so I, saw, I was like hey scary movie guy we, Oh my god We hit a boot where's the foot
0: that's all I picture when I see that
1: guy. <laughs> That's not my hand, Ray. Right? Sorry. <laughs> oh boy. Um. So
0: Blake is now in mourning. His best friend's been killed, Dad. And uh, I love that he's set up as like, you know, he's going to take down. He's going to take down Jason. That this is I... the guy who's going to do it. This is revenge, and he's immediately. <laughs> I...
1: Oh yeah, I love how it's apparently he just openly drinks in front of his parents. So they have an alcoholic teenager that they're doing nothing about. Well, to be fair, he did
0: just you know his best friend was just murdered. Maybe they're like, all right, you can have two beers and then you have to go to bed. I
1: I don't think they give a shit because he even said you better watch your mouth. I was like, I think there's abuse going on in this household. Well, I love what he's like, you know, my best friend was just killed, Dad. So how about you give me some fucking space?
0: And Dad just like oh, kids today and just kind of goes back inside. Yeah. But then, you know, Freddy tries to get Blake and can't, and Blake's like, whoa, I'm okay. And Freddy's like, ah, well, yeah, you know, I'll take a breather, let Jason have one. And then Jason kills Blake immediately, and I'm like, oh, okay, so there goes our vengeance subplot.
1: Yeah, I love how Jason's just standing there. Yeah, just he does like, that. I'll he's wait like... for to wake up. <laughs> he likes, as his favorite part, is being noticed. Yeah, he's like, I'll wait.
0: I want them to see me. It's almost like Looney Tunes. I keep expecting him to be like, you know, poke, poke on the shoulder. And then the guy turns around and holds up a sign that says, like, yikes.
1: (laughs) That means basically it's like a bear. You gotta act dead. So even though he's spoken to you, just keep your eyes shut. Just you're asleep. Don't open your eyes. Go
0: limp. (laughs) Hope Jason forgets he didn't stab you. (laughs) Uh, They go to school. And I love the low budget Jay and Silent Bob who are passing out flyers. It's like party tonight in the cornfield, man. It's going to be crazy. You got to get down there and okay. have some
1: brewers, man. I Those guys crack me up. But I think more than anything about this scene and why it's always been weird to me is that Lori is having a conversation with her friends and somehow, for some weird reason, everyone feels the need to stop and listen in this hallway. And I'm like, okay, guys, like, I we've all been to high school. Someone's having a moment in the hallway. No, I don't know anyone that would stop and look. Most people are just like, I got to get out of this. Or are trying to get out. Everyone's like, oh my God, we have to listen to this story because this plot demands it, about Freddy Krueger.
0: Well, first off, nobody in there should even know who the hell Freddy Krueger is due to the town's cover-up and careful work of that. But then Mark shows up and then starts singing the song and is like, he only gets you... Like he when sings that right before he gets it in your dreams, and he's gonna kill you. Like, dude, you just escaped from a mental institute. Like, maybe dude. don't draw attention to yourself like this. Yeah,
1: I'm like, dude, those two. I One, I love how Will's like, dude, what the fuck? Why are you talking? Yeah. Why are you scaring the shit out of her? Like, aren't we here to help? Yeah, like, what is wrong with you? But and then when he's like, I love, later he's like, oh shit, I fucked it up. Yeah, no, and then what I love about these two that cracks me up. Is that when they run away? He's like, "Dude, it's the principal who was played by Bob Shay." Um, for those of you who are wondering, uh, can't help himself has to be the Hitchcock of fucking franchises, I guess. Um, but like when they're like getting away from the principal, any smart human being would have left the school to continue making sure they get away. They hang around. They hang around, they're going to the fucking vending machine, and the cops come in like, oh shit, we gotta go. I'm like, why didn't you guys just fucking leave? You want to talk about intelligence? How about the cop
0: who comes up behind them and is like, well, if it isn't Will and Mark, like, like, alerting them. They didn't see him. He's like, hey, we just escaped. I'm gonna get you. And they're like,
1: you know, scatter! Yeah, and it takes a fucking, uh, you know, a five-minute transition to the next class to get them lost in the crowd of high schoolers I'm like okay you know the smart thing to do was be one don't announce your presence at school two one two don't go to the fucking school that you know if you're an escaped fucking mental patient essentially now they're mental in the movie obviously but you know what I mean yeah. um and three when you do get caught don't hang around where you got caught leave get out <laughs> yeah it's pretty ridiculous
0: uh so the, Freddie attacks the kids a couple times at the school. Doesn't get anybody. He still can't do it. I do. I do like the got your nose and like takes off her nose. <laughs> Apparently, Jason can't
1: kill in broad daylight. It's against his moral fiber. Ah. Until the two thousand and nine movie, and it has me on his own turf.
0: <laughs> I picturing like Jason knows Camp Crystal Lake by heart. This is a new town. I imagine he spends a lot of it, like, looking at maps and shit, trying to figure out, like, where he is.
1: I love the idea of him and for Jason attire, like, in the library, just looking shit up. Like, all right, if I just, if I go here.
0: I'm picturing Jason walking into a convenience store, grabbing a map, and then, like, walking out, and then walking back in and grabbing, like, a box of donuts or something going back up. (laughs) And then, like, walking around Springwood with the map open, like, Looking at road signs and like trying to figure <laughs> out like trying to get to that cornfield.
1: <laughs> Where's this fucking cornfield? I heard there's going to be teenagers there. I'm going to find it.
0: Freddy's like checking in. It's like, are you there yet? And Jason's like, I I don't I is there a water tower? I see a water tower. Like, can I is it close? It's like, what
1: water tower? Damn it, Jason. <laughs> it's almost sunset. <laughs> Supposed to make them fear me. What are you doing? Try not to get lost. <laughs> I before we talk about this 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 part though, I do because we we haven't really mentioned it, but I do really like how this film does the Freddy subplot of like the the town taking all the children. To me, that's the most horrifying part of the storyline. Actually, is taking all the children unwillingly. To a fucking asylum and drugging them to make sure that they can repress this Freddy shit. Wouldn't it
0: have been way easier and less like hor- horrific to just drug everybody with that hypnoseil shit all the time? Like put that in the town's water supply or something.
1: Probably, would- yeah.
0: Everybody doesn't have dreams.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. Because mm-hmm. yeah, the way they do it, it's poor. Like, okay, your life is done. You're done. You're staying here because we don't need you talking about this guy that kills people in their dreams.
0: Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, it worked for a while. Yeah, you know. So Freddie's like, you know, mountainous comeback album.
1: Right. Almost <laughs> said, knock you out. I don't know why that's the one that came in my head, but never sleep again featuring Jason Voorhees. <laughs> don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. Ah. <laughs> uh... But,
0: uh,
1: uh, but uh, it is a
0: good. I like that they brought Weston Hills back into this, mm-hmm. keeping the continuity nice and tight. And, well, I mean, uh, as tight as they can make it, as <laughs> as <they> can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the rave in this cornfield. I guess you know every fucking kid in town is going to this rave, including the nerdy kid who ends up there by accident.
1: Yeah, he is by accident. And also, kind of just say, I have money in my notes. Kelly Rowland's character is bitching him for no fucking reason. Like, I actually really like when he tells her off. Because I'm like, yes, go. Because she's a ass to you for no reason.
0: Because <laughs> he's, he's a short nerd who's into her best friend. So she's like,
1: ew. Nor-,
0: like, nerd. He, short nerd. Get him out of
1: here. I want to say it. She is the best friend that I think secretly we all hate. Which is the one that, like, if anyone goes to talk to that woman, she comes in like, hey, hey, hey. It's like, holy shit. You know what I mean? The ones that are almost like too overprotective. You're like, okay, you don't need to be a bitch to everyone. I think she wants to fuck Lori. That would explain everything. That would explain everything, actually. Um, I mean, don't blame her, but uh yeah, no, this look to me this move this is the centerpiece before the main event. Like, obviously, we are here for the fight, but like this is such a great centerpiece moment for, like, um, giving us what we obviously want to see these two do, other than what the title gives us. But, like, hey, look, we're going to at least have them have their moment with a hack and slash real quick before we get them. And this is a great way to do it, with this little rave scene. It's so good. True. Uh,
0: Basically, Lori's
1: there to get her mind off of
0: things. And uh, I love when Gib walks past Jason Muse, being like, yeah, man, like, Trey was gut open, like, cut open like a pig and he's like oh i'm sorry and she goes and gets drunk sees trey's disembodied head being like hey don't make me ask you twice i just fucking hate that line so much god (laughs) she almost gets raped by billy idol stand-in
1: that part is still kind of uncomfortable watch like i don't part of me wonders that was like ronnie use way of getting back for the fight about the the naked stand-in White Love, once again, Jason comes back
0: and it's like, you don't disrespect women like that, and stabs him and throws him away. Yeah, granted, he he kills her in the process. True, but he doesn't, you know,
1: he kills her quickly. Yeah, he does. He doesn't violate her. Yeah, to his credit, he does stop him. He's like, whoa, 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 no! Not in my house! (laughs) There
0: is... Everyone Jason kills in this movie has it coming and is like, it's very rewarding. Yeah. Uh, I do like that he snatches one away from Freddy. Like, just as Freddy's about to do it, she gets stabbed and her blood gets on Freddy's face. And he's like, You motherfucker.
1: She was fine. I I love that. He's like, Mine,
0: mine. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's when Freddy realizes
0: we might have a problem on our (laughs) hands. It's
1: like, Yeah, you unleash something that just only kills. Um, I feel like, though, Jason, like, the rave, the actual rave brought that's that was just them exercising some demons. That was no like, that was something like, oh my god, there's a whole lot of you here. I'm fucking y'all up. It is so
0: funny. Right from what that guy was like, dude, this Everclear is kicking my ass. He's drinking a pitcher of Everclear. <laughs> He's gonna be dead before this is
1: over. Like, yeah, Jesus, man i mean jason took care of him but you know yeah i like when they put him on fire and he is unfaced he is just like fuck you i love when they're
0: like hey jethro if the farm's that way like why would you like challenge this dude i mean they were drunk i know but still like you think that would sober you up really fucking quick is like that dude popping up behind you
1: yeah right and again, this, again, how much cooler this scene have been with Kane Harder? I'm just saying. Yeah. Fucking these people up on fire. Because, as we talked about, he, to his credit, is still willing to do fire stunts. Again, if you have not checked out that documentary, ladies and gentlemen, check it out. Um, but when he's slicing them up and just like, shoo, like not even aiming, it's just like, ah, ah, ah.
0: It's, it reminded me of Monty Python and the Holy Grail when Lancelot goes insane and
1: starts slicing up the wedding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love how the teenagers are trying to escape or try to fight him. He just like grabs him. He's like ah, <laughs> one for you
0: and one for you. He's <laughs> just so he's like a kid in a candy store.
1: Oh yeah. yeah, I love the ending shot of like him hitting the fucking keg of beer and it like sprays him and the flames go and he just turns around and you're like oh shit now he's not on fire anymore. <laughs>
0: I would love if, you know, like, he drank a good chunk of that Everclear and then, like, chugged that can of, like, keg of beer and we got, like, fucked up Jason, who's just, like, he starts going, like, whoo! <laughs> like, talking for the first time, and it's just blitzed off his ass and starts just slicing everything.
1: I I would have loved that. Everyone would have hated it, but I would have loved that. I I, I love how... I, I will point out the amount of teenagers that do escape, and like, I would love the follow up to this of like the people being like, okay, look, so I know you've been trying to suppress this whole Freddy Krueger thing. Are we gonna talk about the guy that the fucking with the machete and the hockey mask killing? Also, because holy shit,
0: It kind of comes up in the car, but like they just immediately are like, no, we're not gonna talk about that. Like Freddie's the bigger threat. Like one of the person says, once one, one of the guys in there says, like that fucker in the in the hockey mask was real. Like He's right there. I'm going to be afraid of him. <laughs> I love the Jason Mewes guy is like, man, that goalie was pissed about something. <laughs> that was a great line.
1: That was good, yeah.
0: <laughs> um. All right, so uh, Mark gets killed after he falls asleep, even though he's the guy who's like, you shouldn't fall asleep, and I know exactly what's going on, and Freddie's like, well, I'm going to kill him that'll
1: benefit yeah everybody. this i actually really like this fucking sequence when it's like he he it's again that i know of like when freddy to me the ideal version of freddy which is using his dead brother which is so fucked up to get to him but it's still his version of humor his dark ass humor yeah. shining through because it's funny to freddy freddy thinks it's fucking hilarious but you're horrified. You're like, whoa,
0: no, 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 no. The snakes that become like bolts in his feet and the the message he leaves on his back, you know, Freddie's back. <laughs> Great. And now our yeah. you know, the guy who knows the rules is dead. Yeah. Uh, well, they figure out we gotta go to Weston Hills and get some of that sweet, sweet hypnosil. And uh
1: we, drugs.
0: Yeah, we got drugs are the answer. That's how you stop pedophiles. <laughs> uh they go to weston hills and they start looking for this stuff and of course jason muse i know it's not really jason muse but they are he's clearly channeling jay here
1: even if he's not they look oddly similar
0: look and sound they're even wearing the same shit it's it's ridiculous yeah Uh, he gets super stoned and uh smokes pot with a freddy worm thing and uh freddy worm thing
1: possesses him and uh which is kind of a nice nod to Nightmare on free 2 of Freddy possessing people. Yeah, I'm sure the fan base loved that in 2003.
0: And another Freddy worm thing, except this time, you know, the
1: the guy's eating him. Yes, and CGI over practical. But I mean, hey, yeah, early 2000s.
0: I love it. Uh, worm Freddy has some good shit.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's I funny. do. I I do like when he. <laughs> Uh, possesses him, and, like they're all running away. And the whole like, I gotta take care of this. Let me take care of this bitch. But he says it in like yeah. Freddy's voice. Let me handle this bitch. And the guy's is like, All right,
0: <laughs> okay. And he tranks Jason. I do like that. He gets him, and then like Jason cuts him in half. <laughs> that
1: was cool. Yeah, we also <laughs> lose uh, the scary movie cop in the sequence. I know. I was I was hoping he was gonna last, but he he gets a brutal death. Just at- I love
0: that like Jason just grabbed him and electrocuted him. That was a good that was cool death. We don't see a lot of electrocution in slasher films.
1: We know. I Jason is an opportunist. Even when he's about to die, he's like, no, 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 no. If I'm going to get electrocuted, bam, now you're going.
0: (laughs) This dude, this is like his first week on the job. He's been transferred to Springwood, and everyone's like, Don't talk about the dream killer. And there is no hockey mask guy. Play ball we're all you're getting put on the desk and the guy's like, play ball. What What's happening right now?
1: Play ball or you walk.
0: <laughs> uh so Stoner guy drops Jason. They they tie Jason up and put him in the van. I don't know how the fuck they pulled
1: that off. I do. I have questions about that. <laughs> and at some point I... they're like,
0: hey, you know, Jason's afraid of water and Freddy's afraid of fire. Maybe we use that. And then they never once use that.
1: Yeah, this is the one thing, where, uh, Ronnie. You, because I've seen like all the bonus features on this thing, and he talked about it. I di- I disagree with him putting it into the movie because it's like neither one of these films, at least Fire Thirteen, has never established Jason being afraid of water. Like there's so many instances of Jason using the water to get people, yeah. and Freddy. I it is I think established that Freddy's not the biggest fan of fire. Like he tries to avoid it, um, obviously. But like he'll do he'll do what's necessary to kill someone, you know what I mean? And also in this movie goes, oh, they're deathly terrified of the things that killed them. It's like, nah, wh- what? No. If anything, Freddie should be afraid of
0: pissed off parents. And Jason should be afraid of camp counselors.
1: Yeah, but I mean, he's he's exercised that fear by killing them constantly. <laughs>
0: yeah. He's not afraid of counselors. He's just he'd just be happy if there or- weren't any left.
1: What if all the killing was like a cry for help? It wasn't out of malice, it wasn't out of hate, but it's just because he saw counselors and he got scared. And he went, "Oh my god!" And he's just like hacking and slashing out of pure fear.
0: The last image is like his—he meets his mom again. He goes in, you know, for a hug, and he sees a badge on mom's chest that says like "Counselor Pamela," and he's like. No! No! <laughs> and then he realizes, wait a minute. They're just people. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd see that. <laughs> uh, their plan is to drive Jason to Crystal Lake and hope that they can drag Freddy out of Dream World and they'll fight there because Jason will already be home. So he won't have any reason to kill them. I mean... I mean
1: granted, not by the logic of the films before not flawed logic jason to his credit unless he unless it was like takes my hat or something he tended to stay in his camp that's
0: true unless you dragged him out of there because you needed some help reclaiming your territory in springwood
1: yeah unless he got dragged out he stayed there so and we've established that in part of friday our nightmare films you can pull freddie out into the real world so technically again playing within the logic set up in prior films true but how do these people know any of that? No that's never explained also apparently Crystal Lake is really close to Elm Street or Springwood at least yep Crystal Lake is
0: you know on the coast or whatever it's near there you got Springwood which I'm pretty sure is a suburb of Haddonfield <laughs> it, yeah it's all it's all one little world yeah. You think the Elm Street people were like hearing about the Crystal Lake murders while Freddie was also fucking them up?
1: Yeah, they're just saying, at least we're not those guys.
0: Yeah, I would love if just one in one of the Elm Street movies, with the teenagers were like, we just gotta, we gotta last till summer and then we get to go to camp. It's gonna be fine. We're gonna go to Crystal Lake and everything will be great. <laughs> we just gotta hold Freddie off until then. There's no psycho killers at summer camp. I-
1: I would love that, and then like one, like one that survives both. Like it ends with like, okay, let's. You know what? I know this nice little town to move to. It's called Haddonfield. You get a little, <laughs> a little yeah. keyboard action there. <laughs> they move there, and then they quickly realize on Halloween they've made a horrendous mistake.
0: Oh my god! They fail, they fall asleep on Halloween. Michael's about to fuck them up. Freddy shows up. Hey, they're asleep. This is mine. <laughs> this is mine. But wait, I thought. Elm Street's everywhere, bitch. And Michael doesn't say a word. He just tilts his head, raises his hand, flips Freddy off, and Freddy's like, "You motherfucker!" And now they have a beef. <laughs> a nightmare on Halloween. That's the name of the movie.
1: Halloween on Elm Street.
0: That's a better title. I like that.
1: Yeah, let's let's make this happen. <laughs> Somebody call the cops Michael versus Freddy. Freddy versus Michael. Who gets the first goddamn name?
0: <laughs> I say Freddy, because then you you know Freddy versus Jason. Freddy versus
1: Michael. You keep him as the through line until what, he finally dude, fights Irish in the last movie. If they did like, if they had to have a unanimous vote just to be a dick, I'd be the one guy that goes like Michael versus Freddy. <laughs> just, <laughs> just to upset the, the, the everyone else.
0: Freddy versus Jason two. Electric
1: Boogaloo. Freddy versus Jason two. It's personal this time in Haddonfield.
0: Halloween four: The Return of Michael Myers, <laughs> <laughs> which they could use again if they want. <laughs> uh, so in Dream World, Freddy has control over you know Jason who's like. Throwing him around like ping pong, just fun.
1: Essentially, round one of our of our epic versus fight.
0: Yeah, Jason cuts his arms off, and Freddy's like, "Ah, gotcha!" And traps him in a water thing. And Jason's like, you know, reverts to a child and wearing a hockey mask. And right there, I was no longer afraid of Jason Voorhees ever. <laughs> Seeing a child yeah, with a hockey mask on ruins the character's fear
1: factor. Well, I mean, I, again, it's it's them having. Uh, Look, I know I just kind of gave a shit about it. I know what they were doing. I know it was like they have to have some kind of weakness for this, for us to watch these two fight. And I'm like, okay, it is a cool part when like he's getting ready to like hit him, and he just stops, and then Freddie looks and was like, oh, so you're afraid of something? Like it's a cool moment, but it's like again, it's just like, oh, okay, so all of a sudden he is terrified of water. He never has been in prior films.
0: Well, and he starts
1: drowning apparently,
0: and they're solution is we got to give jason mouth to mouth like he's not a eternal you know a zombie with eternal life who's gonna not die
1: i wouldn't ever try to revive that thing i'd be like can we just stay away from the big guy with the the, i'm gonna show you he's been killing indiscriminately yeah i'd be like why aren't we chopping this fucker up with a chainsaw and hiding his body parts in different counties
0: (laughs) like he's unconscious we're not gonna get another chance like this yeah (laughs) would that stop jason you think if you chopped him into like like 15 pieces and hit him yep. in different states.
1: I want to say yes, but I'm sure they'll find a way to fucking bring him back. Yeah. Some jackasses like, I just gotta
0: find his crotch and then we'll we'll have a full Jason. <laughs> Has anyone seen Jason's crotch?
1: I need Jason's dick. God damn it.
0: Friday the 13th, part 13,
1: the search for Jason's dick. We estimated it to be at a a modest seven inches. All right. And that's soft.
0: (laughs) He doesn't have any blood flow. He hasn't been hard in a very long time.
1: (laughs) We don't know if he's a grower or we don't know. (laughs)
0: Oh boy. So Jason gets up right before Kia is going to give him mouth to mouth. And, uh, flips the fucking van and
1: it's an epic flip
0: and laurie manages you know finds out freddie killed her mom and uh manages to drag him back to our world
1: and now jason's got home, oh.
0: advantage and fucks freddie up i
1: i love this moment when like he realizes he is no longer in his domain and like the rock music for no god just starts kicking in He's just turning around, and you're just like, Oh, shit, here we go. And yeah, Jason looks at him like, Oh, you thought you fucked me up, asshole. Watch this. Nobody
0: pretends boy. to be my mommy.
1: You're a Vi Ward, motherfucker.
0: I love when Jason just picks him up and drags him through the windows, and Freddie's just yeah. like, Ah, <laughs> Scream, <laughs> screaming and flailing. <laughs> He was not prepared for how this day went. No. He's like, wait, no, this is real.
1: He can hurt me.
0: And the fight's pretty one-sided. Jason, yeah, is taking this guy out. When Freddie doesn't have superpowers, he's just kind of a, a, you know, a janitor with with a glove.
1: Yeah, I do like how somehow Freddie skates on one point, and then, like, you know, Kelly Rowan has the big old, like, I can't repeat all the lines she says to uh, Freddie. she uses a certain um word we cannot we can't use, yeah, um, yeah. which I always forget when I watch. It, I'm like, oh yeah, this I forgot about that word. Um, but I love when she's saying things to him and he like points behind her, and she's just like, he's behind me, isn't? And he's just like, mm-hmm. and you see, Jason's like, that's my kill, bitch, and like fucking just whacks her with the damn machete into the tree in the uh, yeah. in the original
0: draft she was supposed to go up to jason and be like i'm not afraid of you anymore you have no power over me and freddie's like he goes wrong one bitch and jason kills her immediately
1: <laughs> that would have that would have been pretty good that would have been good too i mean i like what we got because he he fucking i did not know it was possible to just like fling a machete into someone's neck and fling them across the area into a tree like he did but i love how that's just like i feel like he just did that to be like oh you're in the way i got some beef with that motherfucker over there <laughs> i
0: like when they're in like the construction area and jason gets like impaled by all the rods and then freddie fucking falls off the ledge and like it's just this- Foot caught on the big thing, and he's just like being bashed into the wall. And he's I just, love
1: the, no! I love our, animals. yeah, no, he's like, oh shit.
0: Uh, Will and Lori start, you know, dousing the the dock in in oil because they want to contribute, and uh <laughs> Jason, Freddie, you know, start ripping things off each other. <laughs> <laughs> I like when Freddie cuts off his fingers and gets the machete. It's like Freddie's got the machete. That was pretty cool yeah like trying to slice it jason he clearly has no fucking clue how to use this thing <laughs> no he doesn't i love that i love how jason like cuts one of his damn arms off and then later stabs him
1: through the back with it freddie's claws yes. coming out of his chest oh yeah well okay so before that i love how robert england freddie is just walking across this dock, clearly pissed off because his day has gone south <laughs> it's just the way he walks and races that fucking machete in them like you've ruined my
0: day well then I love Jason gets one last stab in and then like flops back into the water he's like gotcha bitch and then goes right back <laughs> in the water and Jace, Freddy drops the machete Lori picks it up and Freddy's just looking at her like <laughs> like terrifying <laughs> oh, she cuts his head off he falls into Crystal Lake that's the end of Freddy and
1: Jason. Or so we thought. One of the best sequel teasers to a sequel we never got. I love this end to this day. Seeing Freddy or Jason walk out of the damn water. Now also not afraid of it. <laughs> but walking out of the water, holding Freddy's goddamn severed head. And he just winks at the camera I remember watching, thinking, like, how did we never get a fucking sequel with that kind of ending? You assholes.
0: I hope Jason went full Ed Kemper on Freddie's head. Saying- if you don't
1: if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. You're you 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 for those who don't know, you'd say you wanted him to fuck his head.
0: I think that would be the ultimate. I mean, if you really want to scar a man like Freddy
1: Krueger, <laughs> yeah, Jason Voorhees, fuck his head. Can you imagine if like he just like got took off all his teeth so he can't bite and he's <laughs> and he's just like every day just like oh god all right time time there Freddie Fred.
0: Oh my god, I was thinking just going through the throat. That's even worse. Oh, okay, yeah. I you know what? Wear it as a cup. Freddie just I... Jason just puts it on and just goes goes about his day.
1: I I would honestly. Facial Freddy every goddamn day as a dominance thing
0: (laughs) that goes on for like 15 years until Jason gets frozen and ends up in space. And they find Freddy Krueger and he's like just catatonic and like just like completely broken as a human being. And they're like, What the hell happened to you? And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. I'll just go back to the dream world. You'll never hear from me again. (laughs) I'm sorry.
1: Yes. That's how Freddie
0: like, learned empathy.
1: They're just sitting there going, what's that? Trail on you don't touch it. He'll be mad. <laughs> we don't want to make him mad.
0: <laughs> oh, this is fucked up. <laughs> Oh my god. We're basically saying that a good alternate ending to this would be Jason Voorhees essentially raping the identity out of Freddy's head.
1: Yeah, that's what I was saying when I said facial. He is coming on that face every single day to show dominance over Freddie. Oh god, God.
0: Well, that was that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Here are some filmgasm fags for Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> Number one, the lake at Camp Crystal Lake was also being used to film the final scenes for X2 at the same time that this movie was being filmed. So Camp Crystal Lake and Alkali Lake are the same lake. The fuck. Okay. The two film casts even stayed at the same hotel. <laughs> <You> just... <laughs>
1: uh, that just makes me more annoyed that it's not Kane Harder because that means that... Those, all those young guys, all those young, excited X Men people could have fucking met Kane Hodder, or he would have been like, Hey, I'm Jason. Oh my God. See, you know how much he, if he had known that, you know, he would have been like, Hey, put me in costume, do not take me out of it. And He would have gone to fuck with them. I guarantee you, he would have been, he
0: would have impressed the right people, and Kane Hodder would have been juggernaut in X Men 3. Probably. I, be,
1: I, be, I feel like the only person he probably would not have scared is Hugh Jackman. He'd be like, if anything like oh shit it's wolverine i gotta get no 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 we could have had a little fun
0: like you know youtube video of wolverine fighting freddy krueger that would have been cool yeah Uh, well brian singer got to appear on set during jason's first kill to see jason's costume and commented they got the makeup right
1: so sweet awesome brian singer yeah i don't i don't want to give that man too much attention but all good for him (laughs) Uh, those who don't know, he is he faced a lot of sexual misconduct
0: allegations. Yep, and then he hasn't been seen publicly in quite a while because I'm pretty sure those were true.
1: Yeah, and by a lot, I mean a lot. Yeah. Number
0: two, Ronnie Yu originally turned down the directing job because the script didn't indicate who won at the end, and he admittedly wasn't a fan of either movie franchise.
1: I Think I found correct, it wasn't even a fan of the Chucky franchise. He just was like, Yeah, sure, I'll do it.
0: Why would you hire a guy who doesn't like Elm Street or Friday the 13th to helm the crossover? I, why do they do this? Why would you why do people why do producers keep giving directors who don't give a fuck about the IP
1: like a chance I mean, to luckily, direct
0: films in the franchise? It's
1: crazy to me. I mean, luckily it worked out in this case, but it is insane. It's like, Oh my god, and then the and be like, There's no clear winner. Okay, and there was no clear winner. Well, there was kind of a clear winner in Godzilla, and you know Godzilla versus Kong. but also friendship—that
0: was the—that was the winner.
1: But yeah, it's like no one cares. Like, look, I think I could care less who wins. Let's let's be totally honest here.
0: Jason won this fight.
1: Oh, and I shouldn't. Jason won that fight. Yeah. I'm Freddie sorry, but
0: he got impaled by his own claw and decapitated. And Jason walked out of the lake holding the dude's severed head. Jason, Freddie did not win this fight. This is not a draw. No.
1: <laughs> we'll call it a draw.
0: Immortal combat fatality. That burned yeah. motherfucker. And what, you, yeah. what
1: are you going to do? Bite me to death? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'm invincible. Yeah. You're a loony. God, but uh yeah no uh it's one jason won and also like the most he lost was like a couple of fingers and i'm sure he would have somehow had those fingers back and as we saw in the halloween trilogy recently michael operated without his fingers well granted you know he didn't really do shit in halloween ends but i mean oh.
0: he lost a couple of fingers we can all live without a couple of fingers uh well ronnie you did agree to take the job when bob shea told him
1: well you get to decide who wins the fight and use, like, I'll take it. Yeah. And what's funny is, like, okay, he did decide, but I mean, technically, yes, Jason's the clear winner, but he also did it in a way that, oh, who really won? Because I was going to be a sequel because Freddie's still alive. Ha ha ha. I'm sure Bob Shea walked up and is like, so you
0: went with Jason, huh?
1: Okay. Well, we got to have a talk, Ron.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and if he'd picked Freddy, Cunningham would have come up and be like, oh, so you went with Freddy?
1: Well, we got to talk. And then at that point, who's worse? Because one is already pissed off that Kane Harder's not in the movie. The other one, more than likely, I'm going to say it right now, clearly probably had a hand in making sure Kane Harder was not in the movie. So it's like. Yeah, what a control in quotes here. Yeah, look, I'm just saying, knowing the little things about Bob Shea, I am almost like pretty confident he is the reason that Kane Harder wasn't. I'm sure it was a fucking petty thing with him.
0: Most likely, I I would agree with you. Number three, in several early drafts of the script, two twists were considered that would have connected the pasts of Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees. One of them was that Freddy either raped or had a consensual sexual encounter with Jason's mother, and as a result, was
1: Jason's father.
0: What? He's Jason (laughs) Krueger.
1: That's strange. Maybe you know the Crystal Lake show on Peacock. Will elaborate on that.
0: <laughs> god. They introduce like you know, Mom's new boyfriend, and it's fucking
1: Robert England. <laughs> Everyone lose their fucking minds. But then they skirt around it. They just keep calling him Fred. They never say his last name.
0: <laughs> oh my god! And later on, like a season later, they introduce her, her next boyfriend, and that that's Freddy Krueger. It's not even Robert England. <laughs> <laughs> it's jackie <or> Haley. <laughs> oh boy um so that Ooh. was one... <laughs> that, that's weird but okay <laughs> that was one twist the other one was that freddie had worked at camp crystal lake in the past and had either molested jason as a child or was somehow connected to his drowning being a child murderer and sex offender thus giving Jason a motivation to track down and kill Freddy. So Freddy was going to be the one who drowned him.
1: Why did they feel the need to have them so connected like this? Like, why? I guess to make it personal. Like, I'm, I'm glad they went with the direction they went because it works way better. But why was there a first need to be like, okay, we have to make this personal. No, you don't. No, you do not.
0: Both ideas were eventually dropped as producers felt they were too contrived and too dark. They were too dark. For a Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street crossover.
1: It's one thing to kill kids. We cannot have us explicitly state he's a child molester people. They didn't, isn't that like common knowledge? Freddy's a it's a common, different. but if you watch if you watch movies, it's not explicitly stated. They kind of screwed around it. And the remake kept doing that weird bullshit of like, did he? did he, did he, did he, did he, you know, did he, did he not? Did he? Did he not? He's already the bad guy. What Wait, what what
0: do you what are we losing here
1: <laughs> i have no idea i cannot i cannot tell you
0: Oh, number 4 in one of the original endings freddy and jason continue their battle in hell when suddenly pinhead from hellraiser steps out of the shadows and separates them he then calmly asks what seems to be the problem gentlemen this was scrapped due to licensing issues as miramax owned the rights to hellraiser and they didn't feel it was worth uh paying for a brief cameo
1: well that and also I mean in that case, I know I made the jokes earlier, but i I think also probably those who not wanting to deal with the Weinsteins, because those guys were notorious with how they handled the rights to their shit. So also, I'm sure it was like what you not should know? Have
0: overshadowed the whole damn movie if all of a sudden Pinhead shows up at the end and is like, Hey
1: guys, welcome to my world. It it would have I mean, if there was a guaranteed sequel, like you were for sure going to get you know Freddy vs. Jason vs. Pin or whatever the fuck they would have called it. Because God bless, we try to pick, figure out who gets first billing and the name on that one. Um, especially dealing with the wine scenes. Now you have the third ego trip there to deal with. Um, if that was like a guaranteed thing, like was going to happen, this I would have been down for this. And I would have been like, this is the most epic fucking kind of tease you could have done. As like, maybe like a post credit or mid credit scene. Like, you know, you still have the great... Awesome film we're enjoying, but then you have like this tease of Pinhead, just Doug Bradley at this time, too, Pinhead, coming out going, I've been, you know, whatever line he would have said, and then i been like, holy shit, bring this sequel on.
0: You know what I would have done, which would, I think would have been really neat? Make part two a prison break movie, where Freddie and Jason work together to escape Pinhead's hell, and in doing so, recruit a whole bunch of other random mo- monsters they meet down there, such as Leatherface or, you know, Billy Loomis or Chucky just for brief cameos to, like, you know, help them out with something. And then, like, they, you know, get the they escape hell that way.
1: Oh, that would have been epic. If they could have found a way to pull that off. Yeah. Yeah. They could call it Jason Goes to Hell. <laughs> the final Friday. Part two. I was like, title already taken, but. Part two. <laughs> that is not going to get butts in seats. Freddy and Jason go to hell, Po razor, not in space. <laughs> oh, that would have been neat though. Expensive, but neat. Yeah. Like I said, if that the only way that would have worked is if there was a guarantee we were going to get that, that follow-up film and all that stuff, because it, it would have been neat. It would have been a really cool way to fucking tease what was what would be to come.
0: If only studios could understand the benefit of working together and making money for everybody
1: you're asking too much out of them
0: i know it's fucking obnoxious uh i give freddie versus jason an eight it's a fun movie what more could you want i don't know what more you're trying to get out of a movie like this it's freddie versus jason they fight that does happen i liked it
1: yeah no i'm with you it's, it's an eight it, i think it takes the best qualities of both franchises and it gives us obviously them doing their thing at first before we finally get a fight that unlike a law versus fight actually lives up to its title. Um, you know, you got to me, I always say you got two fucking rounds, you know, one and one, you know, one's domain, one the other's domain. The and, you know, they're they're it's rated all, they're not holding back, they're going at it. It's a lot of fun. You know, it sucks. You know, it sucks the shit that was pulled, you know, pulled to apparently just keep Kane Harder from playing Jason. But It's our final time scene. Robert England as Freddy, absolutely worth it. And you know, Ken Kersinger does do a good job as Jason. It's it's cool seeing them duke it out. Fun movie. Eight out, eight out, eight out of ten for me as well. Yeah, very good.
0: Well, thanks for listening, everybody. If you like the show, feel free to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Filmgasm Productions. If you want to suggest films for us to check out, you can email us at filmgasm at gmail.com, or of course, send us a message through the socials. Check out our Letterboxd accounts for daily reviews. You can search me at Connor95, and in my friends list, you can find the rest of the team. If you want to support the show through Anchor, you can click on Support This Podcast on your preferred provider. We appreciate it. And that's it. That's the end of this phase of Filmgasm Productions. Going forward, we'll have one all-encompassing show, Still releasing on Wednesday mornings, that celebrates all genres of film and lets us do whatever kind of show we want to do. It'll be such a blast. Very off the cuff, loosey goosey. Expect mm-hmm. the first episode of the new and improved Film Guys and Podcast in the next couple of weeks. Uh, thanks so much for listening to anything we've had to say over the past four years. I want to thank my reliable and creative podcast team for sticking with this for so long now. Caleb Leger, Austin Johnson, Josh Allred, Colton Jenkins and newcomers Isabel Gonzalez, Christian Aguilar, Jeremy Johnson, and Adam Johnson. I thank my lucky stars that I met each and every one of you. You all bring something different and exciting to the table every time you record, and I can't wait to embark on the next phase with you all. See you in a few weeks. Bye.